The following podcast is being brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. Today on the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast, we'll be discussing T.I. and Kodak still going at it. No more MLB for Cuba. Wendy Williams finally calls it quits. The most petty person in entertainment and our scammer of the week. We'll also get into our segments. What the fuck were you thinking? What fucking year is this? And our unpopular opinion. Let's start the show. Entertainment and heated discussions. The, the, the DJ Blaze Radio Show starts now. now, now. Last time that I checked, check, check. it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked, I'm the streets voice out west. Legendary self made progress. Last time that I checked, first you get the money, then respect, and the power in the hoes come next. Last time that I checked, I've been self made from the dribble. I was been saying I'ma kill him. Nah. Playing no games with you niggas. Pop clutch, switch lanes on you niggas. Nah. I laid down the game for you niggas. Taught you how to charge more than yeah, what they yeah, paid yeah. for you niggas. What up, world? It's your boy, Be Easy. And I'm Courtney. And who we got with us? Special guest. Hey, this is Rod and Karen from the Black Guy Who Tells podcast. Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome. Uh, that's right, Rod and Karen are here from the critically acclaimed, the world famous Black Guy Who Tips podcast. How y'all doing? Good. Can't complain. Yes. Enjoying this Sunday of uh, NBA basketball and Tiger Woods winning the Masters again. Come on, Tiger. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. I did. I just saw that article that uh that uh Tiger won. I I I'd like to say I had something to do with Tiger winning. We'll get into that a little later. Um, oh Lord. Yeah, but uh, Courtney, how, how's your weekend? How was your weekend? It was cool. It was cool. Traveled slightly, um, but relaxing nonetheless. Well, how was yours? My weekend was alright. You know what I'm saying? We had a fundraiser yesterday for my graduating class. I ain't gonna say the year, cause then that'll give away my industry age. You know what I'm saying? My real age. But what I will say is, you know what I'm saying? People came out and supported. You know what I'm saying? So we sold a lot of uh, fried fish and uh, barbecue shit. But uh, my week, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know we've was we we've been uh, having a sponsor, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Pure Bliss Massage. And uh, I went and got a massage on my off day Tuesday. And um, I don't know about y'all, but I, I was a little ashamed during my massage because I got kind of uh, kind of aroused. I was ashamed of myself. I, started, I had to think about baseball. You Dumb. did? I'm about to say, don't be. I love massages. Massages are the best thing ever. I'm going to tell you right now. Because we're tense. Most people are very tense in their shoulder blades and in their lower backs. And when they really start getting into them spots and rubbing out them knots and them kinks, you'll mess around and you'll start moaning and stuff because it's just a like a relaxing, particularly if they're really good at what they do, it's a very relaxing feeling. So it, I understand. It, 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 was, it was great. And uh, mm-hmm. and um, I had like covered up my face. I took my arm and covered up my face because I was, you know, what I'm saying I was on my back at this point. And I, I and she was like, uh, "What's wrong?" I said, uh, "Nothing. Just thinking about baseball." And she was like, uh, "Just think about Donald Trump. Um, that might that didn't work either, y'all. Um, <laughs> oh my that, didn't, God. that didn't work either. <laughs> she was real good. So uh, yeah, if y'all want to go to Pure Bliss uh, m- Mobile Massage." 
go ahead and go there. Um, I had them come to you because they they great at what they do. You know what I'm saying? I had a little ankle issue, and my ankle's straight though. You know what I'm saying? So um, so yeah. That that was my. As long week. as you wasn't, uh, long as you ain't try to get a Robert Kraft special. No, no. I even though I did, I had a hundred dollars. I had a hundred dollars because that's all he paid was a hundred dollars. I did have a hundred, but uh, nah, nah, nah. I, um, yeah, I didn't want to get kicked out of nobody's establishment or uh, put on no list because there's only right. one list that you can't get off of, and we don't want to be on that. But anyway, um, that was my week. Oh, I did go see us this week. Courtney, you saw us yet? I have not. So let's just take a moment and talk about how expensive the movie theaters are in New York. And I just can't even hardly, like, I want to support and I want to go. And y'all know I only like matinees. And even the matinees are expensive as fuck. Mm. Yeah, they are pretty expensive. Yeah, uh, I had somebody buy five tickets to see us uh by hacking into my fandango account so what uh, i know i know firsthand yeah, yeah them five very, adult tickets and it wasn't no matinee we was ooh, very unhappy very costly ooh. that's a hun done sound like that yeah, cost yes. i got my money back but still like still I, my eyes got big as hell looking at that uh notification in my email get get somebody stealing from you like even electronically that shit feel like you've been assaulted like it's it's a it's a real weird feeling. I know you had that situation happen before somebody got into your account or whatever. It's just a weird feeling having somebody like break into your car. I I never had nobody break in my house. I had somebody like get in, try to get in my account, but uh, it's just infuriating because it ain't nothing you can I've do. I've had my account hacked, my bank account. I've had that hacked. I've had identity theft happen to me, and I've got my car broken too. I know exactly what you're wow. talking about. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Only thing getting got broken into before has been my house. Yeah, Period. I, I can't have that. Uh, I can't have that. I, I'll be ready. You know what did feel real bad, and this gonna sound like a joke, but I was the most pissed off because it was nothing I could do. Somebody broke hacked my uh, Netflix account, and they fucked up my movie watching al- algorithm. Then they oh. changed every all the subtitles to Spanish. I was so pissed off, man. I was like, build that fucking wall, man. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, y'all. You know you out of line. I'm very out of line. You know that's how we do here. Um, we ain't got no emails this week. So y'all, if y'all hear our unpopular opinions, you want to send us an email. It's djbladeshow at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to rate us and review us and leave us them five stars. You know what I'm saying? Um, Didn't last week I talk about not wanting a funeral and winning and all that about my unpopular opinion and we they still ain't email us? Oh, yeah. I thought I thought for sure I was going to get one talking to... Um, with my uh, Nipsey and uh, Tupac comparison, right? Um, right, you did. Uh, I we thought did. that was. We, we talked about some serious stuff last yeah, week. They still ain't emailed. I thought that would have stirred the pot a little bit. We must be. We must be need to stir it a little harder. Yeah, but uh, speaking of funerals and uh, Nipsey, uh, did you did you watch the uh, any other funeral? I know I that was the your whole boy. Tire funeral. You know I did. Yeah, I, I just saw a little piece that, and and I turned on. The greatest part of the funeral, it was Snoop Dogg, and he came on and he said, "For God loved the world so much that He gave us a good crib." And then wow. I threw, I threw my phone in the damn uh, in the oil <laughs> place. I was getting my oil changed and it was on. I threw my phone. I was in there rolling, laughing at that shit. How long was the funeral? It must have was all day. It was. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to start at one. It started more um, about two o'clock. Mm. Okay. Um, they had some issues with ticketing, and then it went 
I got off at five and I was still watching. It was ending on my way home. Jesus Christ. So, um, but I was attend. I was in attendance for the entire time. I could not not watch it. It didn't matter that I was at work. Y'all know how I feel about Nipsey. Um, it was. I definitely cried on and off throughout the ceremony, but overall, it was it was good. I just I feel like maybe someone should have. Um, read and proofed what some of the speakers were going to say. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, and, and I'm not even talking about the family. Like, mama, daddy, brother, sister, Lauren, they all get their passes. Um, but some of the other people... Um, yeah, I saw uh, I saw the Snoop part, and then I saw the YG part. And, uh, and I'm not... And, yeah, and I wasn't even was, talking about them. It, but it was a little bit um, more niggas and shits. Then I'm used to hearing at a funeral, mm-hmm. and yeah. so I was like, "Yeah, this is this is totally different than the funerals I'm used to." But uh, yeah, I didn't get to uh, get to watch all of it. You know what I'm saying? I, the, what I'm saying but. the first few speakers, uh, Minister Farrakhan and um, one of the Eritrean, I don't, I can't remember their like a prime minister it, or something. Yeah, like somebody from the Eritrean. Yeah, them, they came on. It was real kind of like long and a bit drawn. And then there was someone else, um, Nation of it, well, Nation of Investment, Minister Farrakhan. And it was someone else before him. And it was just kind of like, hold on. Somebody got to like reel them in. Somebody got to get this more streamlined because they were just kind of all over the place. But um, from the moment like his mom came up, it, all turned around lauren his sister the kids it i don't know it was just real touching it was i don't know i feel like it was as it should have been being who nipsey was and he was just a real classic ass nigga and that's what that funeral was yeah i didn't oh i uh i heard some like interesting stories you know what i'm saying coming from like this stuff his mother said or whatever um, oh, I was all I was here for Angelique. Angelique Smith is amazing. Let me just it. say that first and foremost. But then I heard some bad shit. Like there was a shooting at the end of the funeral or something like that. I don't know how true that was. Um, I heard that too. But I, I, I hope I hope that was just like rumor because a lot of a lot of rumors been going around. You know what I'm saying regarding like his death and you know uh, his funeral and all kind of stuff. So I hope that wasn't true to like put a like a little black eye on you know what I'm saying the things that's been happening. Um, yeah, they tried to say it was a shooting at the memorial, um, but that wasn't true. Like, oh yeah, I remember that on Twitter they was like, yeah, it was a shooting at the memorial uh, that night when everybody came out, and then the police had to tweet out like, no, it wasn't a shooting, nobody was injured. It's like, so I don't know. It's like the, it's it's scary, kind of like with social media, how like people like to take credit for spreading fucked up things, mm-hmm. like the dude. That- Dude, they tried to take credit for killing Nipsey on Instagram. Like, he didn't even do it. What? What? Why? What? Why do you want to be known as that? You know what I mean? What right. kind of What kind of notoriety is that for some for some some attention online? Like, it's just sad and sick. Yes, it's uh, I and yeah, I I don't understand it. Like, people do the, some of the worst things just to get that attention. Like, is is getting the likes that much of a uh a boost in what's it dopamine or whatever? Like, I just I don't understand and, it. And, you know, I, I think it is. And I think uh, because a lot of I'm assuming most of us were older. So we did. We were not raised in the generation where you get praise for your followers. You get praise for your likes. You get like it's 
it's almost like being um the most popular person in school but now you know most popular person in the world you know yeah. which is a whole nother level than just at your local high school so i think we live in an age where people go i want to be famous but they want to be famous in the in in like a non-traditional way of being famous and a lot of this has no longevity and it doesn't equal money in anybody's pockets mm -hmm. but a lot of people consider it it must be a form of currency for some people like they use it in the place of currency because i'm like okay it's a lot of youtube stars and and people that are famous on these platforms and people know they're not rich so i'm like you what what is the purpose behind it if it's not going to financially benefit you right i i agree that's how i felt whenever they were showing the clips of um, it was on circulating on Twitter of Lauren like rushing into the hospital and being like, yes, yeah, yeah, like that's my husband. Like who? And a girl was in the hospital and she was like, oh, here come Lauren, y'all look at her. She's so panicked. And it was just like, but why do you want to document that moment right. for someone? And why? And why don't you feel a way about putting it out on your page and have everyone like tweeting you or adding you like, like what the fuck is your problem? Because those were all the tweets that I saw, and everyone was just like, don't share it, don't retweet it, like. We we not giving her no clout off of this because it was a woman that did it and it was just real weird. But I feel like we live in that weird space right now with social media. Mm -hmm. We just in a weird space with it. There's no rules and like the dopamine fix people get from attention, clicks, retweets, likes, all that stuff. Um, that is its own justification for most people. So I mean, you see how many people publicize their own L's and. Mm -hmm. You know, people that told like fly out stories that end with them looking stupid because they know that it's going to go viral. And that trumps looking stupid now for a lot mm -hmm. of people, at least maybe it's a younger generation thing or maybe it's just people that don't have certain fulfillment in their lives. But but that people do it a lot. Yep. Yeah. And and something that me and Roger talked about, and I will always say this. Human beings think that once you become famous, be it internet famous, 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 whatever the number or the followers is, people strip humanity from you automatically. People mm -hmm. assume that once you reach a certain level that you should, quote unquote, be superhuman and ignore people. You you should just be, a quote unquote, above it all. And anything that you do or anything that you say or any clip that I get, I just have the right to your personal life. I have the right to every aspect of your life. When the average person in their own individual lives are allowed to fumble and fail and be flawed, but it's all done behind the scenes. But yet we expect celebrities to do this in front of us while we also turn around and criticize them and poke them and prod them and uh nitpick them apart at the same time but they're human beings mm -hmm. and so you know i have a tendency yeah you're gonna get the jokes now the jokes is the jokes i'm here for the jokes all day but like you say it comes a certain level where you have to have humanity for this for, for people because it's like like you said she come to the hospital to find out her loved one is dead that's not the time to turn on the cameras mm -hmm. but there's something in people that causes them to say hey i can put this online and i can be somebody based off of you yeah, how do how do y'all deal with that? Because y'all are, you know, what I'm saying, as far as podcasting go, y'all are, in my eyes, y'all are, you know, successful. You know, what I'm saying, you have a, a big following, but with that big following, it comes a lot of uh, detractors or haters or just people trying to um, troll you guys. How do you guys deal with the the negative aspect aspects of being as popular as you guys are? Um, well, we're not like celebrity famous yet. Um, I'm kind of hoping we don't get there. 
um because just a little bit that we get is is weird you know i think i get a little bit more because i'm on social media more and i'm a man so people right. kind of like target me in a way that um at least for karen they don't target her that the same type of way but mm-hmm. um even though i think women do get harassed more than men it's just they don't target karen that way for some reason with our show but um anyway man i I don't know it's weird you know to be honest like we mostly had cool interactions but you know every once in a while somebody slips through the cracks or somebody approaches you and they and you have to like figure out what their motivations are not everybody is on the on the up and up with that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and um you know uh we've had some experiences in the past couple years with people that were like you know pretty negative experiences Mm -hmm. and we've had way more experiences that were positive so i try to just take that i don't know how these guys that are like super famous deal with it man like i see how you could be like quote unquote crazy to other people when you start protecting yourself if you're a celebrity like oh you know so and so don't talk to nobody on the set or you know they uh they got something in their contract like don't look me in my eyes or when Steve Harvey posted that note on his uh on his oh, yeah. thing, office like yo don't come in here and just be like jaw jacking and shit like you know it, like I, let's keep it professional and I see how people get to that point. I hope I never have to ever experience that feeling, but I see how people can get to that point where you just like to fuck it. I guess y'all just got to think I'm I'm an asshole or I'm crazy, but y'all will drive people crazy with your every person thinking they're so special that they deserve your time mm-hmm. yeah that's uh oh go ahead karen i'm sorry um you go ahead baby i was i was gonna say for me my experience is a little different than roger because i think i think because of our relationship with husband and wife so a lot of times a lot of people don't quote unquote come at me or if they do ever say anything to me it's normally to get at him you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like it's it's almost like He's my quote unquote covering. So because he's my covering, you know, because a lot of, you know, men uh, attack men and they attack the things around them to get a response out of the man. And so, you know, they'll kind of come at me, but I'll just block them and be like, who is this baby? And just keep it trucking. Um, I think uh, for us, most of our experience has been very, very positive. And that's one thing that I can say I've been really, really thankful for. Um as the platform gets bigger and me and Roger has said this, we've adjusted things you just how we interact and how we respond on social media to people. Sometimes we opt not to say anything at all. Um, and sometimes I think that, you know, as we grow and as the show grows, we'll continue to adapt and adjust. But I'm like, Roderick, I can see how people get to the point to where they become a Beyonce or Rihanna or somebody like that, where they just go, look, I got my tight circle. Mm-hmm. And everybody else, I don't know what to, so what to say to y'all. You know, if you want to get to know me, you have to be in my quarters. Like, you know, and it's almost like they have to be to that extreme because everybody wants something from them and everybody thinks that their attention is the most important thing because when people see people quote unquote being dragged or they see people, you know, going at people, what people don't look in is the mentions everybody mm-hmm. just looks at the tweet go viral but they don't look in the mentions and they don't look at the people calling them out their names the people saying homophobic stuff the people saying racist stuff everybody think that their uh view and their opinion is the only one that actually matters when you know you get to a certain point it's hundreds and hundreds of thousands and millions of response to things and the human mind cannot 
comprehend and it's not designed to take so much information in at once well mm-hmm. also just the callousness man like right i just don't understand the disconnect that happens for people where they look at someone and go that person is not a person anymore like i just don't like i've never had it in me and maybe it's because i just didn't grow up with the celebrity worship thing right you know where so-and-so can do no wrong or you know it's like i know them because i listen to their music like i never grew up with that so maybe that's the disconnect for me but that's the big part that always throws me off whenever i see these online conversations is just this this like idea of knowing somebody like you don't know lauren london mm-hmm. so so why and and she is a person right so why do you think her grief is something for the world to see like what made you pull your phone out in that situation mm-hmm. and record yeah. it in the first place that's before you get to posting it online that's before you get to the commentary back and forth going viral shit like all that stuff just the human impulse and seeing another person's grief and going i can get some clicks off of this i don't have that in me and that's that's so i don't know that's so depressing to know that there's people out there like that yeah i don't know oh go ahead courtney i was gonna say i don't have it in me either uh especially because even before social media like took off the way it is now i'm talking about back like 2011 2012 or even 2010 there was just uh, would be certain times and aspects if i was doing something in my life i will always tell people like don't you you like if you're coming over to this get together i'm having or you coming to this what i'm doing you you ain't going to be able to post like take as many pictures as you want but don't post it i've always kind of like had those type of boundaries and, and it's okay if you don't want to oblige then you just can't come mm-hmm. but i've always kind of set those boundaries because while i share um i feel like i share what i want to share but there's still so much about me that the average person would not know just by looking at my social media and that's just a certain level of privacy that i require and being that i require it i can never do something like that to someone else i just feel like we are kind of in this space as humans where a lot of people don't have compassion the world just lacks a lot of compassion and people aren't good with putting themselves in other people's shoes anymore i feel like when i was growing up i would always hear my grandma or my aunts like just people around me talking it would be like well put yourself in X, Y, and Z shoes. Like, how would that make you feel? And I know a lot of people be like, well, I can't because I don't know how to respond. But as a human, I feel like you can. I do it a lot myself. And sometimes I feel like I do it too much because I'm an empath and then all my energy is drained, but I do it. And if I just know that it's something that would make me cringe or that I wouldn't necessarily like like to be done to me, then I'm not going to do it to anybody else. I don't want nobody recording me. If I'm in that type of moment that Lauren was in, I, you don't record. I just feel like, I don't know what really happened to the golden rule that everybody learned in like first or second grade. Yeah, some moments aren't yours. It's not your story to tell. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I love my niece. We hang out, we do stuff. And, you know, uh, as customary, you know, it's like, oh, we take a little selfie or something. You know, my niece sometimes is just like, I, I don't want no pictures. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I'm like, yo, that's absolutely fine. Like, it's not, I'm your uncle, girl. I'm paying for this food. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, no, nigga. This, like, I hope you keep that in you for your rest of your life, your autonomy. And the fact that, you know, some things, it's your story. Whatever, your life is your story and how you want to tell it. So, yeah, man, this violation we see all the time of people. Um, and I get it. I mean, I'm not trying to be like unreasonable. Like I know if you like, 
I don't know if you went to the uh, if you go into the store and it's three degrees outside, you see a white dude with fucking shorts on. I know there's people that are gonna take that picture and be like, "Y'all, look at these white folks." I get it, <laughs> like within reason, but there's like a level of like, mm-hmm. like I don't know, invasion that I'm just right. un- uncomfortable with mm-hmm. um, in so many situations. Like, what just happened to living your life and being like, "Yo, this this crazy thing happened." I didn't fucking document it, but you guys won't believe what happened at the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I wonder if it's, is, is, is it like, um, like how Karen said, is this a, a, a general generational thing, or is it just, you know, what I'm saying, like, like Courtney said, people just lacking empathy because sometimes, like, when I'm, when I'm out, I want to, I'm doing stuff, and I'm like, yeah, we having fun, you know, what I'm saying, me and the homies or whatever, or I want to take pictures and do all this, you know, what I'm saying, to show the world or whatever. But then halfway through, I'm like. I don't want. I, I don't have time for that. Like I'm trying to have real fun. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. last yeah. week I was cooking. You know what I'm saying? Cooking my world famous uh pancake chicken wings. No, oh. it wasn't. Oh, oh yeah. wait, the pan the pancakes. What happened to the chicken wings? Now the wings, the wings is is world famous too. I I don't want to show oh. the world the chicken wings. Oh my bad. Okay, so you got two world. I got two. Okay, I, got two. I didn't realize we was dealing with two world famous recipes. Right, right. I'm the ghetto gourmet, as you will. Uh, uh, Chef Ghetto D. But um, so you know, so I'm making my pancakes. You know, it take a little preparation. You know, what I'm saying so I was gonna. Uh, matter of fact, it was French toast. I was gonna, you know, what I'm saying show all the little steps, putting the uh, the uh, heavy whipping cream in it and all of that. You know, what I'm saying so I make my little mixture and I whip it up and shit. I'm like, man, I ain't about to sit here and, and take a picture of this, then put the the bread in the in the mixture, and then take a picture of that, then take a picture of it on the skillet and shit. So I I took the first picture of me greasing my griddle or whatever, and then on Instagram I was like, man, fuck that shit. I made French toast, y'all. Like <laughs> I ain't had time for that shit. Like it, it just ain't in me. I don't know if it's a generational thing or is it just like certain people just I don't know just don't have time for it. <laughs> I can chime in and say it's not a generational thing. Everybody know my mama young. Well, for a mother, so to speak, is young. Mm -hmm. But um, she's one of those people that like to document every single little itty bitty thing. Like if they go on vacation, she has pictures of whatever hotel room they've stayed in from the front entrance all the way through with pictures and videos alike. Um, When it comes time to like, if she got gifts, she has Valentine's day, her birthday, Christmas, whatever she's posting all of everything. And when she get her nails done, she got to purchase post how her nails look and what car she got. And she is just one of those people. And it's always been super annoying to me. Um, Partially because I'm her daughter, so I don't always want the camera in my face. That's just not really how I roll. But then she gets offended if you don't want to take pictures because, you know, well, everybody knows I like to take pictures. So then you're taking pictures. But then even if I'm in a moment where, okay, we drinking because, yes, I have that type mama. We drink together. And um, if we're drinking, but I got to the point where maybe I'm feeling a little too good and I just want to be like real ratchet and stumbling and fumbling over my words in the privacy of the house or maybe my jam come on and I got to bust out that real good twerk real quick. Why we got to be videoing? Why we can't just do it and have fun in here? Yeah. That's the thing. And I think being in that space made me kind of always realize like, wait, I do stuff, but I just like to do stuff with like my tribe or within that and I don't have to worry about it being someplace that I don't want it to be whereas when I'm with her I know there's always a possibility that no matter what I'm doing it's going to be on her snapchat or on her facebook or on her instagram so then when I'm around her I'm a lot more toned down but then it's just kind of like well 
when you be with your friends, like you be having X, Y, Z type of fun. So now I'm in this hard space where I'm trying to tell her, like, I don't mind having fun with you, but you pull out your phone too much. And I just want to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. Even when we go to like concerts or if I'm at a museum, she'd be like, well, you didn't post. I wanted to see. Well, I don't want to. I post that where I was at, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't when I get in there, I just want to be in the moment. And my mom's thing is you can be in a moment, but also create memories. Well, I apologize. I don't have Alzheimer's or amnesia. So I do still have the memories <laughs> whether I posted it or not. And so I don't think it's a generational thing. It's just certain people because, I mean, my mom's still in her 40s, but she she still get to it. She she still she's still in to it period and she's also one of those people like when traveling mm-hmm. every single like wherever she's at wherever the state is like she takes the picture or she's going to tag herself to that state or hello virginia goodbye north carolina hello and um, i'm just kind of like but I've, I've made it i and, and i don't know i don't know it's just and, different yeah and i do understand that the thing is it's about a respect thing and 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 like that's the hard part it's, it's like you have two different groups of people kind of colliding you yeah. have the group of people because because um a roger's family has uh aunts and stuff like that where they literally post everything mm. um and i post things too but i'm kind of in the middle it's sometimes where i post more things but i also think because of what we do for the podcast i like to be very open no i don't post everything but but i i have learned to be a little bit more open but the thing is if you don't want to be open nobody should force you to be open and I think that people that are like, I want to take pictures of everybody all the time. That's cool. But then find people like that. And everybody doesn't want to be like that. And and it's not up to you to dictate how much somebody puts or doesn't put online, you know. And I think that's where the, the conflict come in because a lot of those people think because I'm open, everybody should be open. And that's not true. You have to respect people and like Roger said, the autonomy over their body and their choices and their decisions. Because I'm like you, it's sometimes when I'm with my friends and phones don't come out and we're laughing and we're joking and kicking and drinking and having a good time. Because like I said, we're in the we're in, we're in that moment. And some moments, I I feel like every second of your life isn't meant for everybody else to see because you have eyes looking in that don't know anything about y'all. They don't know the relationships. People take stuff out of contents and make their own ideas about what's going yeah. on. Because the thing is, once you put it out on the internet, it's no longer yours. And mm-hmm. a lot of times people have a tendency to forget that part of it. Yeah. The other yeah. thing too, is like, I'm the kind of person that forgets to take those pictures and shit. Like sometimes I'll, I'll think to myself later, like, fuck, I really should have took a picture or something with everybody. So, but I think it's just a generational thing because you know we didn't grow up with that pressure or with that even like as a a thought. Yeah. So you almost have to put yourself in that space to be like, oh yeah, we should have documented this time mm-hmm. or we should have, you know. But I'm like, to me, those are some of my favorite nights because it's like, yo, that meant we had such a good time. Nobody really had time to think about that shit. We yeah. Was just, we was just going right and having fun and and i think you know and then you know and, and for the record like i'm not saying these situations are the same because obviously but my thing with the lauren london thing is you don't even know her like yeah. right yeah. that's just like there's like such a lack of respect like mm-hmm. at least if my mama said listen i want i'm gonna be taking selfies tonight i'm like that's my mama like okay mama right. you know like you did feed me and birth me and shit but like me just rolling up on the celebrity and being like, yo, here's this dude walking out the liquor store. That's that's a common occurrence that people do all the time mm-hmm. now. And I'm like, why? What's in you to make you be like, yo, that's not 
Ben Affleck the person. That's Ben Affleck the movie star. I can yeah, do whatever Batman. I want to him. Yeah. Yeah, reindeer games. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> of all the movies. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was watching that uh what's that movie with it? Uh right. anyway. Um but yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's a it's a real. I don't know. I don't want to call it a phenomenon, but it's just a, a, like a little shift going on with people. I don't know if it's because that we like people see them on TV so much that they just like y'all say they, they aren't people to them. Like they just characters in in a for their entertainment. Um, because like like y'all keep like y'all say with the Lauren London thing. Like who would want to like document that grief of a person? Like why would you want to go back and watch that yourself? Even if you're not sharing it, why would you want to have that that on your phone or whatever? To, to have to keep watching that over and over like that makes no sense to me um but uh uh one person that uh probably will stay off of social media for a while um Tierra Marie y'all hear about uh the little ongoing beef that she got with uh 50 cent yeah oh. about that sex tape yeah yeah well uh back in January uh 50 cent was awarded just over thirty thousand dollars in a revenge porn lawsuit uh that uh, Tierra Marie filed against him. Um, she launched a suit against 50 and her ex-boyfriend, Akbar Abdul Ahad, uh, for posting sexually explicit photos and videos of her without her permission. Uh, he's been pestering her ever since, uh, offering constant reminders of the money she owes him through his Instagram. Um, and so uh, I think it was last week she released a song. The song was a diss track called uh, I Ain't Got It. Um, and people seen her. You see her on social media with a shirt on that says I Ain't Got It. Um, and so 50 Cent being the, uh, he's a, uh, God level troll. Um, so she dropped the song. I ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? She was in the, uh, um, airport. You can see it with a shirt on whatever. Um, he took the Instagram and he unveiled his new line of swag using her own. I ain't got a catchphrase. Um, and so what he did was he went and trademarked I Ain't Got It so that Tia Marie can't profit off of it. And he also uh, took the um, what's the URL. He, he took hold of the URL. So now she can't profit off, profit off of her own um, idea or whatever. Um, and she still has to pay him the $30,000 worth of legal fees in her uh, revenge point case. So uh, 50 Cent... He's a horrible person, but I, I I don't know if I want to commend him for his level of trolling and his pettiness. Cause I really I'm, I don't think I'm a petty person, but it's just uh, masterful what he he's doing. Just 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 pay the guy, like Mitch Mama said. Just pay the guy. Fifty Cent yeah. is gross. Number one. Oh yeah, he is definitely. He gross. Um, I feel like there's a there's a. Sometimes can be a fine line between, you know, being a a petty troll and then to some point just being downright just gross. And he's already passed that threshold. Um, now, I I mean, maybe Tierra was making the song and trying to jump on the wave so that she could get up enough coin to pay him. Because I believe her. I believe she literally, for real, does not have the money to pay him. Period. Well, it was it was something that came. He um I don't know how he figured it out. Maybe his lawyers or something. But she had made like a um nine thousand dollar withdrawal from her bank account, and he posted like she depo- she de- she uh 
getting $9,000 out of the bank, but she ain't paid me my money yet. Like, that was a post he made. I don't know I don't know if she posted her getting $9,000 out of the bank or what, but that was one thing that happened before she made the song or whatever. Um, but either way, like you said, he, he's, he's uh, he crossed the line. I mean, I mean, he crossed the line a long time ago with Rick Ross when he uh, took some people to, um, who's out there, like DJ Khaled's mama's restaurant. And was like talking to her, and she didn't even know anything about the beef. And he put it online that he was at the restaurant, you know what I'm saying, knowing Callan and Ross were like close or whatever. So yeah, he he he's a habitual line stepper. Um Definitely. But yeah, this is just another, I guess another uh chapter in his line of grossness, as you would say. Um and speaking of gross, R. Kelly. Well, the other thing though, um Uh huh, go ahead. I watch Love and Hip Hop uh, Hollywood. I don't know if y'all watch that, but um, like this was a storyline, not the Fifty Cent part, but this sex tape thing was a storyline, mm-hmm. and it just felt like it was never real, right? Like right. she was like like the tape existed, but she oh yeah, it did sounded, exist. I'm sorry. Yeah, it existed, but it sounded like she was behind putting it out. Like she was actually cool with it. She was cool with the dude who put it out, then not cool, then cool again. Like. And it was all played out for the cameras. And mm-hmm. you know, like, them cameras be recording shit. But when the news leaks online, it's like, you know, sometimes weeks and months old, right? And then you see how they sell it on the TV. And it's like, oh, this seemed to be all for this TV show. So, yeah, I can see how 50 Cent won that case because mm-hmm. it sounded yeah. like she really wasn't. Um, It sounded like she really did know the tape was out there and nobody, like, this was a vehicle to promote herself or something. And then on top of that, like, why do you want to play games with 50 Cent? He's a troll that is much mm-hmm. better at these games than other people. I don't, like, mm-hmm. he, he always wins. And then when he doesn't win, he declares bankruptcy so he don't got to pay you. Because right. I don't think he even paid the mother, like, Rick Ross's baby mama who mm-hmm. he nope. leaked the sex tape of. Like, he lost the judgment of millions of dollars. And then mm-hmm. he just was like, yeah, I'm not going to, um, I'm bankrupt. So you ain't never getting your money. And he be on, like, the internet taking pictures with money, money and yeah. bragging about how he not paying people. So I, I guess Tierra trying to play the game he playing. Yeah, and wasn't wasn't it something like the, one of the one of the reasons why um, she lost the case was because, like you said, uh, she was she knew it was out, but didn't it like come from her phone? Or they could trace back where it, how it got out, and it was a whole bunch of stuff. Like I don't watch that show that yeah. that particular. Uh, series of it i, I kind of watched the miami one a little bit but um I, I don't know i think i heard that somewhere and that's kind of why 50 cent won the case and won the uh the lawsuit against her um but either way like why would you try to play with that guy of all people i don't like. know i don't know why she would either especially because i feel like even though 50 ain't paid rick ross uh baby mama mm-hmm I feel like it's still going to come a point where he's going to be pressing the issue so much just to prove a point. She's going to have to come out, come up off something to pay him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, maybe this is a lesson for Rick Ross, baby mama. Maybe she need to be applying more pressure, but I mean, he definitely won. I, I, I definitely wasn't ever trying to discredit that. He definitely won fair and square. I don't watch the show, but social being on social media especially if you follow Kendall Kendall, it's almost like watching the show. And mm. I was able to see that unfold and it felt fake from the very beginning. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And speaking of money and somebody being not uh, able to pay, um, R. Kelly just read an article about him that his uh, finances, they're taking a hit amid the uh, sexual abuse case against him. Um, we know last month he uh, had to pay the $161,000 that he owed him back child support um, that landed him in jail. Um, but according to documents obtained by uh, The Blast, he was embroiled in another legal battle with the landlord of his infamous Chicago studio for failing to pay his rent. Uh, Midwest Commercial Funding issued subpoenas to Sony, the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers, and Kelly's other banks to obtain their losses. Um, his landlord ultimately, ultimately won a $173,000 judgment. Uh... And although he has other two bank accounts with Bank Bank of America, $150,000 was seized from him as part of the court order, leaving the single with just $625. Um, the landlord is still owed $50,000, which the company is asking Sony to handle. So uh, it's all falling off. R. Kelly seems like he's, uh, I mean, $625 for a regular person going to last to the next check. But if you are mm-hmm. Kelly... 625 is jump out the uh, top of the building, out the window. I wonder how yeah. people be knowing the balances. Right? Because like, the same thing with 50 Cent finding out Tierra Marie taking out money from the bank. I wonder how people be knowing that right. information. Because it seems like some type, like privacy should be in place. Like even if you're the person's lawyer, how do you obtain that information without first having to work through some type legal documentation that grants you access um, or do you guys have inside spies in these banks? I'm so confused because right. then it just make me feel like, well, dang, can you all of a sudden want to like get my balances? Is it really that right. easy? Because that's it's what right. it seems like. Because yeah, you're 50 cent, but you're also still a human. Yeah, you have a lawyer, but your lawyer is also a human. Your lawyer isn't above the law or above a person's privacy. It's, I don't. I'm so confused. Uh, I, I, and it. Oh, go ahead, Ken. It, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, baby. And it wouldn't surprise me in the age of TMZ, they fucking pay for everything. Mm-hmm. So it's oh, one yeah. of these things where anytime anybody goes to the hospital, it's like, who knows how far these, I'm trying to be funny, these people are willing to pay for unethical information. I wonder if it's because they, uh, because of, it was judgments against them that, you know what I'm saying, that their information gets made public. That's the only reasonable thing, but, you know what I'm saying? But other than, like, somebody mm, just selling them out. But, but but even with that, people have judgments made against them all the time. Nobody knows their bank account down to the dollar pennies and cents. I was like, just going to say, my yeah, ex-wife like, definitely got a judgment against me, and she definitely don't know my business. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. So, 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 because the thing is, I work with, like, financial stuff. Like, it's a whole bunch of loops and, and hoops and verifications and signatures and approvals to get access to the information. You have to sign papers saying that I won't steal your tax ID. I won't steal your business address. You know, you, you sign things saying that I, I, I won't give this information out, but people do it with the expectations that odds are they won't get caught because I think that if anybody investigate with this, somebody will find out that her information had to come from somebody inside the financial institution. Because like you say, banks ain't just going to be like, oh, here's your balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only the only entity that has access the, or that can gain access to that information without like having to go through uh, subpoenas and all that type of stuff, they just have to provide a certain amount of documentation will be the federal government because that's the only person that can seize anyone's 
like access or garnish anyone's wages or anything like that. So, I mean, Fifty Cent ain't no federal entity, and neither is his lawyer. Yeah, or, and neither uh, is my ex-wife. That's why her ass ain't got it either. <laughs> 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 yeah, because we so, all know you're rich. Um, don't start. Don't, uh, don't you're rich. Today. You eat sushi all the time and all kind of shit. I'm, maybe I'm jealous or what? But shit, y'all got paper, <laughs> two story house and shit. Uh, anyway, so, you know, somebody else who's rich. Look at my my segues is on point, y'all. Uh, shut up, somebody man. else who was rich, LeBron James, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, was it last year he opened his school? And uh, mm-hmm. it's been reported that his school is crushing expectations. Say so they're having uh, huge gains in test scores. Um, so he's incredibly pl- proud of the stats showing the students at his I Promise School in Akron are making tremendous gains in statewide testing just one year after o- after it opened. Um, so there are only 240 students in the inaugural third and fourth grade classes at the Akron School, but numbers obtained by the New York Times show test scores in math and reading were up bigly, as Donald Trump would say, after the first year. Uh, in reading, the third and fourth graders had initially scored in the lowest percentile, the 1%. Oh, my God. Uh, but after a year, when the students took the district-wide exams, the third graders jumped to the ninth percentile, and the fourth graders moved to the 16th. Um, take a second and reflect. Well, this is some editorializing, but that's good, though. That, um, yeah, the test scores are going up for these kids. So, it, it, And I think these were, like, the bad kids out of Akron. Like, they got the bad kids out of, of some of the other schools and put them in this school. And, you know what I'm saying, I guess it's going to save these kids' lives. You know what I'm saying? You go from the 1% it, out. It, it is. And also the thing is what he did, he went across the board as far as the children and it didn't matter the race, but you know, brown people, normally I looped in, but it was like white kids. It was all types of children. They were like, look, if you fall within this certain percentile, you're going to come to this school. Mm-hmm. And you know what people, I don't know why people are shocked with this, with the, with the number jump. If you take marginalized people and kids and you feed them, you educate them because this was a part of it. They were educating the parents. They were getting parents GEDs. They were they were helping parents with transportation. They were getting parents in the, in the homes and housings, getting the parents where they could be in a better place to educate these children. Mm-hmm. When you uh, make sure that the children has a safe place, a home place, their bellies are being fed, and you put teachers around them that are willing to go out of their way, these things, you're going to naturally have a turnaround. Like, like it's just common sense. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, these children are always pushed and put in these special programs and 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 pushed to the side and and labeled ADHD and all this other stuff. And sometimes it might not always be the case is because the school systems are overwhelmed that nobody wants to take the time to pay these children any attention. And they just write them off as being worthless. And then they get trapped in that uh uh, school to prison pipeline mm-hmm. you know but he's like i want to stop this and a lot of times once you put the parents in a better situation a lot of times it instantly affects the children if the mm-hmm. parents ain't stressed about how i'm gonna feed you if the parents ain't i have a better education which means they can get a better paying job you know and all these factors these things matter um because you know in a lot of other schools where you are in higher where, where people make higher income those children score better, but they score better because they're in better financial situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, like you said, like like you said, um, a lot of a lot of things like affects the kids' like mental 
state going to school, whether or not their clothes look a certain way or their shoes, or they may be ashamed of their parents' car and things like that causes, like, to us, you know what I'm saying, as adults, it seems simple or whatever, trivial, but those types of things causes kids to, like, lash out or whatever. And sometimes um, just those little bit of things, if you if you help those things out with kids, like like you said, the transportation and things like that, um, it'll, it'll change the kid's outlook on life and uh, change – the motivation the kids had to go to school. So, um, yeah, I commend him for all of this. Everything he's doing is especially, like, helping the parents because it's not just about the parents. I mean, it's not just about the kids. It's also about the parents, too. <clears throat> yeah, people have a tendency to skip over parents when they talk about all these children uh, because parents matter, too. And, you know, him being raised in a single-parent household, like, those those. Are, are huge factors, you know, when it comes to uh, a lot of this. And they've done studies to say that children that eat breakfast are 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 in a better situation. Children, you know, that are know that they're going to get dinner. Children, like I said, clean clothes and things like that. Like these are factors that actually matter because kids are mean. Adults have a tendency. Once you get grown in the real world, you have a tendency that being a child is stressful. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, children. I mean, parents and adults dismiss children's stress as not being serious, but it is serious for their world. So you have to understand that as a parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because going to school, like like you say, kids, me, I remember going to school, I was like dark, one of the darker kids at school. And so I got a nickname and, and one dude, he used to call me Black Jesus. I hated that name. Like, I used to like, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, God, here comes Jerry Wilson. He about to call me Black Jesus. He'll yell it out and all kind of shit. So, you know oh. what I'm saying? <laughs> so, after a while, you know what I'm saying? I mean, when you get older, you kind of get used to being dark or whatever. But back then, like, light skin and curly hair was in. You know what I'm saying? I was a little peasy-headed dark boy, so I wasn't feeling that like that. I used to have all the wave grease in trying to get me a little bit of waves or whatever. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, back then, when you were a kid, something, like, something as simple as your, the complexion of your skin could, like, really mess you up. So... Um, and I tell my mama like, Mom, uh, I, I want to lighten my skin up a little bit. She like, Nah, you ain't light. My mama like dark skin. You know what I'm saying? My daddy black as hell. But um, but yeah, man, like when you young, all that little stuff, uh, uh really um, mess with you. So um, I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, okay okay shout out to lebron that's why all that's why all the kids in uh lebron james school is dark as hell (laughs) yeah that's a whole whole bunch of black jesus is in there yeah uh let's see what else going on in the world uh i guess uh we'll talk about wendy williams and her husband uh you know she's been going through it the past couple weeks she had the um uh health issues um couple weeks well a few months ago um and then like recently she um announced that she was in rehab and so uh, she recently filed from a divorce from her husband a lot of people have been saying that he's really the reason why she's been relapsing i know she had an alcohol incident uh, a couple weeks ago um and so now it's come out that uh her husband had a baby by his side piece or whatever and so now she's um divorcing her husband of nearly 22 years um this was confirmed uh thursday the split comes amid new rumors that Hunter has been cheating on Williams, 54, with a woman named, oh, they got her name in here, too, Sharina Hudson. Uh, rumors of infidelity have plagued the couple for a few years, though Williams never confirmed them. She vaguely addressed her matter woes on her show earlier this year, cryptically telling viewers after she returned from a two-month hiatus that her wedding ring would always stay on her hand. And she said, I'm still, I'm, 
Oh, I'm gonna get my Wendy Williams voice. <clears throat> I'm very much oh. what you know. I got good voices, Courtney. <laughs> I'm very much still in love with my husband. Don't ask me about mine. Uh, it ain't going nowhere because she, you know, she talked like she from New Long Island or something. Not in this lifetime, honey. Well, I added the honey, y'all. Excuse me. Uh, however, her ring would go somewhere on March 25th upon leaving a sober living facility where she li- has been staying after receiving help for addiction in Florida. Uh, the morning show host was spotted without her flashy jewelry. She appeared to put it back on to tape her show later that day, but an insider had told us it wasn't her real ring. Um, so, yeah, it's a whole bunch more that got on here. But, uh, yeah, Wendy Williams filed for divorce from her husband. Um, I even heard rumors that he was kind of, like, uh, verbally abusive. Uh, I don't know about physically, but um, he's not really a good guy. Like, people in the industry really don't like him too much, so. Good for women. Yeah, I think uh, it's funny because I think, not funny, but ironic. Because I wonder if she held on to that bad unhealthiness in that relationship simply because she's been mocking people and telling their business for so many years. She made a brand out of and it. And I know mm-hmm. she changed. Uh, she she toned it down a little bit when she, when she got the TV show. But she used to be like super vicious on the radio reporting yeah. like rumors that you know, were very salacious and stuff. I wonder if part of her was like, I don't want to lose face and be one of these people that I mm-hmm. used to shit on. Yeah. You um, know, that's a thing because I like read stories about Wendy a lot of times and or I see how celebrities come back at her and on the one hand I'd be like, damn, like people dead ass be handing Wendy they ask, but also like she be asking for it. Um but then it's like but it's just her job. Like, that's how she's made her living. But then it's mm-hmm. also like, but she can still figure out a way to deliver this shit where it ain't, it isn't as it is. Um, And in reading this story, I saw someone comment. It was just like, a lot of y'all hanging on to the piece of shit relationships be- for us, not for mm-hmm. y'all, because right. of the things that you guys have said and put out. And that was just a comment that was made under the post, like under the post on the shade room about her. And I was like, you know what? I feel like that's true. Um, aside from maybe wanting to have, because I feel like everyone or most people go into their marriage and they want to be able to be like, oh, 50 years ago when we first got married, or mm-hmm. you know, just be like, not have the divorce. So maybe that played a part, but I definitely think it was a lot of I come at all these people with their failed relationships and I talk big shit about mm-hmm. these people and my shit got to last until the very end. I also think um, because this is her job and this is what she does, not to try to play down her having to live at a sober house or her health right. issues, but all of that came into play first before filing for divorce Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. taking that ring off. Um, And I hate to think of it like this, but also we're in this time where we can say like, well, she planned that well, you know, her, Mm -hmm. her mental is suffering. So now this is a, she needs to do it or her health was declining. She got back on drugs and it was all because of this real toxic relationship. She needs to let him go. When truth be told, he was the same toxic motherfucker. He was five years ago because he's had this mistress for going on a decade i've read somewhere and this has been a known mm-hmm. thing he just recently started for real like being out in public with her and not caring that people are taking pictures he just kind of mm-hmm. got more like loose with got, it or bold. i can't yeah that's what i'm looking for he just kind of got bold with it and i mean i don't want to say rightfully so but 
people dead ass do what you allow. I know I'm a former fuckboy. So if I know that you allow me to have this other person, regardless whether you like it, you stayed and you ain't left, well, I'm going to have them. But then after a while, I'm going to get real tired of having them, but we like creep, creep, creep around, and we can't even take our ass to the Burger King at 2 a.m. after fucking all night long. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to be out in public with them now because what the le- what is going to happen? We're going to be in the blogs? Well, bitch, you already know. I think, what I I'm think scared the, of the blogs for? I think the last straw was just the baby. I think she would have stayed I mean, I with all of that other stuff. I think it was just the baby, like... Some that that's like, cause you can like explain away all of the other shit. Okay, he out with another female or another woman or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But if if you uh have a baby, like that's tang- that's something tangible. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole another life. Like that's half of you mm-hmm. as another in another person. So you can't explain away that on your show. You know what I'm saying? You can't. I'm still gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? So and it wasn't no break, baby. Either it was a real. You know, while we were together, baby, he was just that's 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 the only thing I think because, like you said, all of the other stuff that was going on, and she got on her show and said that she would um she would still stay, and and, and I I really didn't really know too much about Wendy Williams. I just would hear her name in a couple rap songs or whatever, and you know what I'm saying being in the South, you know we don't know nothing about what's going on on up North Radio or whatever, but um hearing her name in in a couple of the uh, songs and like like you say she toned it down for her show. So, I was like, well, maybe they were overreacting. But then when I heard the clip of uh, Judge uh, Mathis on there, and he went in on her, oh, man, I was like. I love Judge Mathis, though. Ju- uh, is, ain't it Mathis? Yeah, it was Mathis. Uh, Wendy, we know. Uh-huh. You a crackhead. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You love calling some mind <laughs> crackhead. He don't he do. He, he do. do, but also, but most of the time, he be dead the fuck on, though. Yeah. Look at your sniffing yeah. right. You're sniffing right now. Uh huh. I know that's like, the only I'm judge the that used to come on TV that I used to like yeah. to watch. But uh, I'm, stay talking about how he used to be in the streets. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like he loved that boy. But also he'll cry. He'll get real vulnerable with yeah, you and cry and mm-hmm. let you let you be on his show on his in his court and somebody trying to help better themselves and you acting an ass because he gonna be crying and he gonna tell you and I don't know. I just like him. But he was right. I mean, she do. I mean. I just know, I just know nothing make his day like a crackhead okay. coming in that courtroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like, oh, I know they did some crackhead stuff. I he, can't wait. I saw a clip of him. <laughs> I saw a clip of him call a woman a crackhead, and she only said like two two words the whole time. I'm like, she was the plaintiff. I'm like, yo, you supposed to be on her side. Yeah, you can just look at he can look at you and tell, yeah. man. I know you're lying. But didn't he used to be on crack? I oh, know he just was. No, he, he just was street. selling the crack. Yeah, he was a street. Yeah, I think he was. Oh, okay. Trouble. Yeah, I don't know, but he got he got an eye for the crackheads. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wonder, think, I I wonder if he ever been wrong. Like, I wonder if he ever, yeah. turned, like he started judging somebody as a crackhead, and they be like, "Yo, Anna, I am on heroin." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, crack, being a crackhead now almost covers all of the bases. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just want you to know, this is weed right here, okay? <laughs> Crack ain't got nothing to do with this, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't believe his story because you know what I'm saying like how you be from the streets and, and go through all this trouble and then uh, become a judge. But I got a family member. I ain't gonna say what family member. If y'all know me, y'all know where I'm from. But he was a street dude, hustle, whatever, and now he a fucking judge. So it can happen, y'all. The TV shit be happening for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of judges and and the streets and all kind of shit, uh. Some people who didn't think they were getting into some street shit was uh, you know, Aunt Becky. 
uh, Lori mm-hmm. Laughlin. She may be having to um, don a little uh, orange prison suit because she uh, rejected a plea deal that she was supposed to have um, that they offered her because um, she thought it was a joke. Uh, I'm trying to get this article to pull up. Um, I got my computer. Yeah, she, she didn't think that Rico was real. And me and Roger was talking about Rico. I said, I don't know who Rico is, but I assume Rico is black because every time his name come up and they press charges, you and Rico both going to jail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rico is definitely colored. Uh, at least mm-hmm. at least Hispanic. Um <laughs> and I can't get this article to come up. But either way, uh they offer her a deal. I think it, it had like a few months prison time. Um but now she's facing more time um uh, because she didn't take it seriously and now they're saying that she's been crying all the time. Um and I for one hope she goes to jail. Um Me too. Don't nobody care about them crocodile tears. Girl back. Yeah. She going from the full house to the big house. To the big house. That's yeah. It. Oh, you sound like. And she um, gonna wear the same thing every day. You sound oh, like Bishop like Brown Magic One. Yeah, and you know what? It was like her white privilege worked in reverse, but backfired because mm-hmm. she was she really walked in there like where they was like, yeah, we this is a real time. She was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, like y'all say, their white privilege worked against. Her. Um, I, <sighs> they live in such a bubble to where you don't realize what's going on in the real world, like, um certain things that that can affect you or whatever um i don't know if i want to live that high on the hog um to where i'm that disconnected from real shit you know so where i feel like i can do just any and everything and uh get away with it um yeah she tried to pull that like sir i am white mm-hmm. so i do not i will not be accepting these charges it's like this is not a bill to a hotel room. Yeah, yeah. This is not your <laughs> local police department. We is the feds. We don't show up unless we know your ass is going to jail. Yeah, they have like a yeah. ninety something, like ninety eight percent conviction mm-hmm. rate. They was yeah. like, man, we have other shit to do. We can we we go after the big money. It's only like three niggas who got away from the feds, and one of them, Irv Gotti. Um, right. So yeah, it's like mm-hmm. you know, man, we uh actually were offering you this deal because we're all big fans of Full House. Yeah, and <laughs> come on. We were hoping you could get back to work before the next season, but I see you clearly don't care. Yeah, I even read so an article. Yeah, it's gonna go down. I even read an article where they like preparing to write her off of Fuller House, like they're gonna yeah, kill they her off or something. Yeah, yeah. they are. Uncle she Jesse getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. Maybe I heard that on y'all show or something. I don't know. It's, all this shit. Nah, is really we good. we haven't covered it yet. I haven't talked white people news in weeks. I don't oh, really need okay. to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we we are definitely looking forward to one of those uh, white covers. Um, yeah, I know that's everybody's face. Man, I, I still can't. Every time I what's that Kendrick Lamar song? Um, what's the yam? Yeah, Can yeah. Yes. I, the hook. Even when I'm listening to the uh, real song, every t- and I did it one time, like in public, when he said Yams is the powers that be. Yeah. I sung yes. it. I sung it in public one time, like I was around some people, and everybody looked at me like I was crazy, and I was like, "Yo, y'all niggas just don't know that 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 white cover, or whatever." And they just still looked at me like I was crazy. But yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all fuck some people up with some of them songs because they get stuck in your head. Um, don't they do? Yeah. Um, I guess we will move on to another story. Story. Uh, damn, another art- article. Um, I know y'all heard about uh, last week. It was news that it was three. Um, church fires down in um louisiana some black churches um well thursday there was a report that holden matthews a 21 year old son of saint landry Parish deputy he's been arrested for three recent fires 
for, well, for those three recent fires, um, they started in late March, occurred at St. Mary Baptist Church in Port Bar. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, Greater Union Baptist Church in, oh my fucking God, in Opelous, and Mount Pleasant Baptist Church in Opelous. Um, a state mar- fire marshal spokesperson will hold a news conference on Thursday morning with Governor John Bell Edwards in attendance. Um, oh, shit, that's it. That's the article. It was <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope they're able to figure out through good detective work what his motivation possibly could have been, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe he don't like church, right? Yeah, I know I didn't like church, and there were several times I was stuck in that motherfucker. Like, I wish I could light this bitch on fire. So maybe maybe he just comes from a long line of atheists. Who yeah, knows? Yeah. Maybe he don't like wooden pews. Maybe it was all wooden pew churches and mm-hmm. they didn't have cushions in the seats. Pew church. Yeah, maybe oh. that was it. Um, I doubt it's racism, though. No, I mean, because where would he learn that from? Mm-hmm. With his father being a police officer and all, I doubt. He I mean, I doubt it. Even though I'm pretty sure them churches was AME Zion, mm-hmm. Pentecostal, and non denominational. Sir, but it wasn't about race, though. It wasn't about race, sir. Not at all. You know, they're good, loving people. After. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey! His father voted for Obama twice. He would have voted for him <laughs> a third time. Um, That's what you're gonna say. You're gonna you're gonna say uh, like that old commercial. You, like, where'd you learn the matches? I found matches in your room. Where'd you learn I to be a white you, supremacist man. like this? You okay? <laughs> I learned, I learned it from you. From you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucked up commercial. Yeah, that's that's yeah. It's. It's still amazing that people say that. Like, and then it, there's it's always this like contingency of people that say, "Well, we just gotta let all of the races die." This motherfucker, right. twenty one years old. Right. This is. I think one time way back when I was using that real bad c word on the show, real heavy. Mm. Um, I made a statement one time, and I was just like, "I think they're like born and raised and bred on evil." Mm-hmm. I, I just honestly believe that, and I've always said that and I still stuck by stick by it. I don't care how many nice ones I meet. I still feel like that's how they're born, raised and bred. And I feel like for the most part as a people, we aren't. Cause mm. you gotta think, especially those of us with siblings or even when you've been born in the church, they're always talking about having love in your heart or you gotta love and protect your sister and your brother and you just gotta do so much and and do what I of nothing else but love because anything else is, you know, and whatever. I don't you don't really hear them talk like that or about anything or ever at all and a lot of the biggest hate crimes i was just you know i was just trying to figure out where they come from you know with the shooting of the schools and the blowing up stuff when they get mad and you know they're just so temperamental i just always have felt that way they just born and bred in pure evil all of them and sometimes some of them let life teach them to be a little softer and be a little nicer but for the most part no well, I, ain't gonna say, I just, I ain't gonna say just, all of them because I know that's what you said last time. Um, but I'm saying all because a lot of time when they look at us as a people, as a culture, as a whole, it's all of us. All of us are ghetto. All of us are loud. All of us, whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, I'm looking at them the same exact way. Well, the white and, man has given us Google, <laughs> Apple. <laughs> Animal Planet. Animal Planet. Mm-hmm. They've given us so many great things. Um, they gave us the N word. The black us- hole. <laughs> Everyone right. forgets that one, but yeah. that's the right. big one. They they gave us the N word. Without them, yeah, who knows what we'd be out here doing? <laughs> yeah. Without without I- the N word, three percent of the words at Nipsey Hussle's funeral would would uh 
be silenced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's three percent of it. We be out here calling each other my gentleman. Yeah, if it wasn't for the white man, my sir, my dear brother. Yeah, now, I don't want to go all Jason Woodlock, but let me let me go ahead and take up this mantle to, to <laughs> defend the white man right quick. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah, but I nah, I do think it's um the thing I think people always uh forget about is that white people are harmed by this like patriarchy and all this shit too. Like mm-hmm. but the way that they're harmed is they they still get the benefit from it. Right. Mm-hmm. So even when they poor and they vote against their own interests, blah blah blah, they they're harmed, but they benefiting from it. Like they yeah. still get to feel better than a nigger. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing for them, you know what I mean? To the point where it's irrational. Everybody, every privileged group has that in them. Like, I can never know what it feels like to be a woman. I can never know what it feels like to be LGBTQ. But I can choose to, like, opt out or to not empathize or to be like, um, I'm going to just say nothing and benefit from the status quo. And I think the temptation to do that when you're a human being is too much. Most people don't want to be in the fight. Like, mm-hmm. if they if there's a chance to be uh, a, a, a quote unquote innocent bystander, most people will elect that. You know, um, that I don't know if y'all guys read or heard about Kyle Korver's um, uh, essay he wrote for the Player Tribune, where he yes. talked about he's a, he's an NBA player for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I saw a little and, bit of uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, and but he has a part in it I thought was really important where he talks about guilt versus responsibility. Because he was like, you know, as a white person, you know, do, do I feel like I'm guilty of what my ancestors have done? No. And most white people probably feel the same way. He was like, but do I feel responsible for what they've done? Yes. And most white people don't feel that way. Mm. Like most white people like ain't got shit to do with me and they'll watch you suffer and mm-hmm. watch the world turn evil and just let it happen. And so it's hard for any well-meaning person to really believe that those motherfuckers like can can truly represent themselves as what they say they are and 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 let that kind of evil happen. But you know, I think it's more of a privileged thing because I I really do think we all have our moments that are like that. But it's just different levels of privilege, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're cisgender and you've ever let somebody like slide on some some transphobic shit, if you're mm-hmm. uh, if you're an American and somebody says some like fucked up shit about another uh, nationality or something, and you you know you was like, well, I need you know maybe you're at work. I need to get this TPS report done. I ain't got time to fucking grandstand and lose my job. Mm-hmm. Like we all have that shit. White people have that shit times a billion. Yep. You know. Yeah. Um. Oh, I was so busy listening. I was damn, damn, forgot my thought. Um, my bad. Nah, you good? Hell no. That you don't. You don't. Oh, and I, you know what? And let me add this one more thing. Why you thinking? Yeah. Also, I love us. That's why I love black people. Cause we not trying to be like them. Right. You know what I'm saying? For the most, like, there's some hotel niggas. It's some, you know, it's some niggas that are like, I just want to be a white person. You know, mm-hmm. there's some Republicans out there and shit. But for the most part, man, our culture is so different because we really be on some like, okay, well this like white people might be the kind of people that don't want us at their pool but if you go to a black pool party it's a white person there we're not like everyone out the pool yeah Yuck. you know like yeah. they that's in them and their society that ain't in us and i'm so glad we didn't take it from them because I, I don't want to live that i don't want to Im- do my best imitation of them yeah it's, yeah kind of remind me of that uh, uh like when people talk about that little Nas X song like mm-hmm. people wanted that song like well the countryside they wanted that song off of the country charts or whatever but whenever there's 
somebody that has the a, a small inkling, a white person that has a, a little inkling of blackness in them, like you say, we welcome them in. You know what I'm saying? Vanilla Ice had the number one song. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, they put Justin Timberlake on this high pedestal or whatever. When Miley Cyrus talking about she, uh, uh, what, what was that? I think she had some Jordan song or something. You know what I'm saying? They welcomed her in. You know what I'm saying? We always welcoming, you know, these people that want to, you know, dip their toe into blackness and then, you know, leave whenever, you know what I'm saying? They when whenever that they, they get a little bit too into it or whatever. They don't they don't want to get that nigga stench on them, but they do want to get the benefits mm-hmm. of our, you know what I'm saying, our culture or whatever. So we are very inviting that that anybody, you know what I'm saying? Anybody that does uh, uh takes a liking to whatever we do, you know what I'm saying? We invite them in. We don't get that in return. Um Right. But And we kick them out when it's time like we they they've all felt the power of when we've done the collective kick out. Look at his uh Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Where, you know, we've had our moments where we're like, all right, dog, we gave you a chance. You get, like, we ain't here to be, like, Justin Timberlake. Hey, man, you got a chance. You fucked up with Janet. You have a good one, bro. Yeah. You know, like, I do appreciate, like, there's something to be said for the fact that we'll give you a chance. Mm-hmm. Other people won't even give you a fucking chance. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think I fall in somewhere in the middle of this um, because my chances have run very slim, <laughs> but also I still don't feel as though I am like I am like them. Oh, you so definitely I, not, huh? I say <laughs> you definitely not. But um, <laughs> I think like like what y'all were saying um, earlier about uh, not having a feeling for people or whatever, not standing, you know, what I'm saying on the sidelines. Sometimes it feels like like if you just stand on the sideline and you like that empathy, it it feel almost like unnatural. Like you gotta purposely yeah. hold yourself back from like helping other people out or you know what I'm yeah. saying, speaking up or whatever. Like you gotta you gotta do that. Um you gotta actively do that. Like you can't um not speak up for people. Just sometimes you just like somebody says some dumb shit and you like, What the fuck you talking about? Like you gotta hold yourself back from speaking out sometimes. Um, especially like in public or whatever. So um, yeah, I, I was I, always taught silence gives consent. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, it is literally like I feel something in me like jumping or like wanting to let loose this great big roar if I am in a space where I am silent when it's definitely something that I don't agree with or that I would in whatever other circumstance go head to head with. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that's what like one of the jobs I had in Washington like I, th- I had to like let me exit out of this because I'm sitting in here but I feel like I'm sitting on top of a, a mountain of shit and mm-hmm. um, I, I just couldn't silence gives consent so if I would have just tucked my tail and let you paint me as you know the natural angry black woman just because I'm not letting you have your moment to glo- be glory and be right and all this other stuff. It, it was, it's just too much. Um, and sometimes I feel like, or now more so than not, I can't, I can't be quiet. I try really hard, but I always hear that in the back of my mind, silence gives consent. And then I'm then triggered even more. Like, well, I don't consent to this. I don't stand for this. Like this ain't, this ain't the shit that I'm on. Okay, well then, fuck that. Let me let this be known. Mm-hmm. I, whatever happened on the, on the back end of this, I'll deal with. But you, it ain't gonna, you ain't gonna never be able to do certain things in front of me. And I'm gonna just be like, okay, well that's what they did. But this ain't, 
This yeah. ain't the time or place, or this I ain't gonna be. No, silent give consent. I don't consent to this shit. We finna have a conversation about this right motherfucking now, and you need to know. Even if that's how you gonna continue to move, you gonna move that way elsewhere. Because every time you move that way in front of me, we got a whole fucking problem. Period. Yes. And, and 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 I think for me, uh, and I do I do agree with silent gives consent, but I think everybody has something in them. Because this might be a personality thing. Some people goes, okay, I will pick and choose my battle. And every time something happens might not be the situation for me to speak up. And white people feel the same way too. And I think that sometimes we have a tendency to forget. We want, when it comes to white people, we want them to constantly speak. Sorry, her phone's going off. <laughs> That's all right. I think it's in the other room, Karen. Oh, my bad. It's all right. I'm going to close it. I'll go get it. Go ahead. Keep I, talking. Okay. And I think that we expect white people to be very, very militant, unrealistically militant sometimes, because the thing about it is that whiteness uh, and, and particularly white supremacy, it's intoxicating. Mm -hmm. And we, we've we never benefited from it, so I, I don't even know how intoxicating it is, but it got to be intoxicating. You know, like uh, Courtney was saying, you, you're brought up in this, you're raised in this, you've you've been bred in this and you've been taught that you everything about you is the best and the greatest and just above reproach and you begin to believe it regardless if it's truth or not i understand you know people's frustration i understand and because i get it too but at the same time i think i i have a tendency to say well if i'm going to require you know, white people to be militant towards their family members consistently when it comes to racism. Do what do 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 a lot of us talk to our family members when it comes to homophobia? Mm -hmm. Do we talk to our family members all the time and constantly get in their asses about shit? Most a lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. Like I say, and if you have the personality where that's just who you are, that's fine. But I know that some people kind of pick and choose their battles. So would I like white people to be better? Yes. Would I like for them to speak out on everything? Yes. But I understand that some of those things are against human nature. Does does that mean that I'm forgiving for the actions and the infractions? No, you still need to be held accountable for the things that you do. But I, I think that I have I have a tendency to have more, you know, compassion and realize that white people also suffer from white supremacy at the same level. No. Is it is 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 it? They benefit from white supremacy, but they're also victims of white supremacy because they don't know their history and their lack of knowing their history and, and white supremacy purposely keeping them divided from us because we're considered other also keeps the myth and, 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 and the thing up. And it also, we talk about compassion and empathy and sympathy. It prevents a lot of them from even having it or even considering what it's like to be in our shoes when we're always forced to consider them. So I understand the anger and I understand you know being mad and being upset and being frustrated um but at the same time i think that that's what that communication has to come in sometimes but mm -hmm. that's frustrating too mm -hmm. because a lot of times you always hit the brick wall and at the end of the day it always boils down to white supremacy which mm -hmm. is uh, the root of the problem yeah it's wild because like um like even with nipsey dying you know there's a lot of us that had to be like yeah i see how people is offended by his words from a year ago you know what I mean? Where mm -hmm. and I saw people that was other people grandstanding on some like, how dare you talk of this man just died and y'all bringing up these agendas and shit. And I'm like, that's here's an example of us as black people where we could where we could do both. Mm -hmm. You could be like, I'm sad this man is gone, and I hear I also hear the hurt from what he said when he was alive. You know, church is like that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Minister Farrakhan speaking at this man's funeral. Minister Farrakhan has said some horrible things about women. Yes, he has. About LGBTQ yeah. folks. Like, we do it. We participate because America's fucked up. Right. Um, underneath the underlying, uh, I mean, humanity's fucked up, really. I'm saying America, but I bet if we was in another country, it's some other fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. We, I'm just so ignorant as an American. I don't know that shit. But um, yeah, it's, it's so like, there's an understanding that I have because I think in order to understand the problem, in order to fix, you got to understand the problem. Mm-hmm. So like, there's an empathy and an understanding I have for people, even when they're in a privilege and it's above mine. The de- you know, the, the main thing for me is that that doesn't supersede the fact that you're fucked up and you need to work and fix that shit. Agreed. You know, so it's not like you can be like, you know, I'm a I'm a black man. So, yes, I hit my wife. But really, I mean, y'all don't feel bad for me. It's like, nigga, listen, mm-hmm. racism is fucked up. Don't be out here hitting your wife. You know, and like do better. Both things can be true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I don't you know, I think. I'm not saying I think you're right about white people's like conditioning. I just yes. think it's still conditioning, just like everybody else's conditioning. They have the monster of conditioning. They have the of the conditioning. They got the like they super saiyan. They got the the <laughs> most like bullshit version of it because everybody else conditioning is like you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You're right. good. You're not. Yeah. Their conditioning is you're so good. You're the best. And like, have y'all ever looked at the pictures of like the white supremacists? Like, yeah. nigga, you think you the best of genetics? Like, you think you the highest echelon of what the earth has to offer? Look at you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the wild shit to me. Like, I can't imagine that head trip. I can't imagine life even making me feel that way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, they on some other shit where they're at once the most dumbest, least prepared, most racist, most bigoted like most entitled at the same time as being like the most powerful and it's such a weird head fuck because we're the ones thinking about this shit and the average white person ain't gonna spend a day in their life thinking about what we just talked about yeah come on right. yep. and kind of to go back what all y'all said um kind of like what you know what i'm saying not standing by always you know what i'm saying having the feeling to say something or whatever sometimes like especially you go into certain places you know maybe like the barbershop or whatever and me i can say certain things because of just who I am, how I carry myself, you know what I'm saying, where I'm from or whatever. So sometimes you in, you get in these places and people, you know, talk certain ways or talk that talk or whatever. Sometimes I'm just like, I, you know, because you don't want to have that fight. You don't want to have that discussion or whatever. So sometimes I'm just like, man, y'all niggas dumb. And leave mm-hmm. it at that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas dumb. And they want to have the discussion. And, and my response is, y'all niggas dumb. And, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just don't have the energy to have those discussions with people that it's not going to do any good with anyway but you just, I just have to let you know you're dumb um and one of the yeah, other some days and some days I will take the time like mm-hmm. to really dig deep with people but mostly if it's somebody I feel like can be reached I know right that some people just are so willfully fucking ignorant mm-hmm. man like yeah I you know agree. what I'm saying like I hate that shit like being black is like you love that shit and you hate that shit at the same time right because like I love black ignorance to a certain extent because it's it's so funny, mm-hmm. you know. Like when niggas just decide, like, oh, nigga, I ain't reading no books about this shit. You like, uh, uh. <laughs> you like this this shit is undefeated because I know that mm-hmm. there's nothing I can say right now that's gonna change your mind. But like some people show the steps, and you can be like, like I talked to a brother the, last year, I think, about voting, and he was probably only like 22, 23 or so. And we had a long conversation. Like I, I stayed late and had to do the podcast late, 
But I talk, I was like, it was worth talking to him for that extra 30 minutes to an hour because maybe he picked up something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At least he thought about it a little bit more. And then there's other people, man, where they just be like, uh, y'all, they going to let them gay people in the bathroom. And I'm like, this nigga is unreachable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it just depends on the person. And I feel like, you know, while black ignorance is, is uh, adorable at times, uh, it can be dangerous. Can be and dangerous. white ignorance is always dangerous. Yep. So it's like, I don't even have the wherewithal to laugh at white people's ignorance because I'm just be like, y'all niggas going to get somebody killed. Yep. You're going you're gonna, to yep. mess around and get a bill created to uh, get some people kicked out of their homes or make it okay mm-hmm. to have these people killed or take these rights from this person so you yeah you gotta be real uh like white people will go stand in line at a chick-fil-a because they don't sir because they gave money to anti-gay charities yeah like that's white people shit where they be like like black people will be like i love chick-fil-a man i'll eat this like i, I eat me some chick-fil-a white people will be like let's have chick-fil-a day it's a yeah it's like like you know like courtney said man it's a whole different approach to the shit because they have been in power so long they they even they fucked up shit is not docile like ours. It's not not always, but you know what I'm saying? Like for a lot of our shit is docile because we don't got no power. Yeah, right? most of our shit you know? is, right. most of our shit is just grandstanding or name calling or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But at the end right. of the day, that's our shit don't affect everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like we could say, uh like we've been screaming fuck our Kelly for a lot of people been screaming fuck our Kelly for a while, but our Kelly been out here making money for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like yep. you know what I'm saying, still go like even even like around here, I know y'all familiar with South Carolina, but like even in Columbia, like yep. a couple years ago, he he went to um the Coliseum where um where the Gamecocks play at in Columbia not too long ago and that shit was packed. So like yeah. right. it, the things that we say to like kind of make a change or whatever, for the most part, just us uh, saying it. It really don't have an effect, but white people, man, they'll get them. They can get you. They literally can get you killed by some shit they say. And they it, have so right. much power. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. They have so much power. It's just they got Trump in office because they have that much power. They were scared of a black president that much, and not just like any black president. The like the most respectability black president. The you tamest could of the find. tame. Like yeah. if you could engineer a fucking genetic mix of like what would be acceptable for white people if they had to vote for a nigga. Yeah. It was it was him and they still was like, We need to put a racist in charge. This shit is crazy. And even mm-hmm. even when you say that about like engineering a black person, like even with white people, like even though like they want to have the tamest version of a black person, they still want a cool black person. So they got mm-hmm. the tamest, coolest <laughs> black person because they really don't want uh, uh, what's the doctor? The um, and he's he's worked for Trump now. God, I can't think of his name. Oh, Doctor Ben Carson. Carson. Yeah, they really don't fuck with a Ben Carson type of dude. You know what I'm saying? They still want right. the cool black dude. So they got everything. They don't like they don't like Herman Cain. Really, they really wish they had a coon Obama, like yeah. just a right, like a version of Obama that was like cool enough for black people to be like, man, I wish he wasn't a coon and. <laughs> they can't get they it. They can't get it. Yeah, because truth be told, black people—I mean, white people—like all of the cool shit black people do. You know what I'm saying? Like, bas- yeah, like do. white people love basketball. They love basketball. You want to know who hated the fact that them, like LeBron and all of them, put them hoodies on with Trayvon back in the day and stood up to Donald Sterling or whatever. White people hated that shit because now nah, they can't watch basketball because yeah. they love basketball. They love all the cool shit that black people do, and they hated that shit. And that's that's kind of why, you know, what I'm saying you. And I, damn, that just came to me. That's kind of why they kind of like real mad now. They they very um, you know what I'm saying? They turning violent and like my man in this uh, earlier story burning churches because 
a lot of the black people that do the things that they like or they love or whatever, they really can't fuck with it because racism takes precedent over anything else that they're doing. So they might love mm-hmm. basketball, but all of these woke niggas playing basketball, you know what I'm saying? So I can't like basketball no more. You know what I'm saying? I can't listen to the rap that I did listen to because now they're talking about, you know what I'm saying, woke shit in, in, in music and all kind of shit. So their favorite TV shows got the shit in. They can't watch a superhero TV show because they talking about gentrification in the superhero TV show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the shit that they love is touching on all of the shit that kind of made them feel better about themselves. You know what I'm saying? They fucking with Captain Marvel because it's a woman, you know what I'm saying, who's basically mm-hmm. the most powerful person on, on you know what I'm saying, on the planet on that show, I mean in that movie or whatever. So they really can't fuck with a lot of shit and they don't know what to do. They ain't never been in that um, position to not uh, see themselves as number one, you know what I'm saying, and they don't know what to do so they, I guess they just turn violent or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so wary of, of them just because it's like um, a lot of people's solutions to, to what we supposed to do is kind of like imitating them you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so so i'm always careful because i'm just worried about i feel like all the trappings of that they have in their lives have made them that way and it's i think humanity is 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 really flawed in that way where just a little bit of power and you go crazy we we started the show with it right like recording lauren london you did that because you had a little bit of power mm-hmm. that's not a lot of power mm-hmm. anyone could have did what you did uh, other people were there and didn't do what you did. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? You had a little bit of power and you went crazy. You know, when I was a waiter, like, motherfuckers used to go crazy about the fact that you were going to tip me $2. Like, you going to run me around the place, uh, talk to me emotionally all fucked up. Like, you know, and it's like, dog, you're doing this because I, the difference between getting a $2 tip and a $1 tip, you think you can call me out my name and shit? It's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I don't trust any of humanity with too much power and yeah. that's why to me it's all i see everything as power levels like just take they need to lose more power and that's what they so afraid of that's why we got trump and that's yep. what they yeah. constantly fight against and that's why you got the gerrymandering that's why they constantly passing these laws like voter suppression voter suppression you know they don't women lord have mercy let a, a woman having a right over her body no that's why they keep coming with these Mm-hmm. These laws about abortion, so they could push it up to the Supreme Court and basically get them to reverse, uh, reverse. Uh, Was it Roe v. Wade? Uh, laws and stuff like that. Yeah, Roe v. Wade. Wait. But uh, hello. Yeah, we are. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, baby. Karen okay. just abruptly finished. That oh, was, okay, that okay. Was, I thought I, I, I thought just, we got I cut just off. finished my thought. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, it's it's it's. At a certain point, it's kind of scary. What you know? what I'm saying. Um, with the things that they're doing, as far as like lashing out, um, and it, and then uh, and on the other hand, it's like it's I'm I'm befuddled, like uh, Nori would say, I'm befuddled. You know what I'm saying? Because you you just don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? Because if if I I hate that rising tide uh, bullshit, but kind of like if if the people on the lower end are um you know what I'm saying benefiting or. or are coming up then everybody will come up you know what i'm saying it'll be better for everybody right. you know what i'm saying um one another thing that has me befuddled uh and this is a great segue i'm sorry i'm the i'm the segue king uh perez hilton he's got me befuddled y'all hear about what he did uh recently no what happened baby um okay well recently the um brene sultan he uh basically outlawed being gay um 
he and his his father uh, he he enacted Sharia law in the country, um, and the punishment for homosexuality homosexuality and adultery is death from stoning. Um, and Perez Hilton he took it upon himself to out the Sultan of Brunei's son. Um, he's fourth in line to the throne. Uh, he outed him as a gay man. Um, you know, as worldwide outrage mounts and calls to boycott the Sultan's chain of luxury hotels and airline, uh, Perez Hilton, he alleged that Prince Azim is gay uh, in a video that he posted on YouTube. Um, Azim, he's known for uh, his lavish parties with celebrity-studded guest lists where the booze flows freely despite also being banned under the law. Uh, his brother, Prince Jeffrey, is also reportedly hedonistic and adultery would be a fatal sin. Um, both men will be put to death under their father's law. Uh, Perez Hilton says, uh, y'all know I don't out people anymore. I used to think that back in the day, but I'm making an exception here. I'm guessing the Sultan of Brunei doesn't know that his son, Prince Azim, is a big old homo. Uh, those are his words, not mine. Um, mm -hmm. I would know because I have spent time with Pr Prince Azim. Um, it's host, it's, he said, it's so hypocritical. This guy's son is a big flamer. And now he's enacted a law to stone to death gay men. Um, and I saw this article. I was like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, why would you do this? Like, you basically sentenced this dude to death. Right. If he is gay. Like, if he's really gay, his daddy basically, his daddy either going to have to kill him or they're going to have to kill his daddy or they're going to like have to get his daddy off the throne because how you going to have a gay person and you just enacted this law? And the other son, I guess he's committing adultery or fornication or whatever. So they basically gonna have to kill both of his sons. Like, why would you do this? Um, Perez Hilton always been messy and and like I don't know. I never liked that dude, but this right here. I like, never liked him either. And I was like, I hadn't heard much of him about him or from him here lately. So when this pop off, I'm just kind of like, who told this? Who told this motherfucker he didn't come back? Like where? For, like why? <laughs> why? And why did you come back on the same bullshit that we left your ass on? Yeah. Like I'm just—it's been years. Like growth, no, not a thing. And I just feel like the just like we were just talking about, like the power in his words. Mm -hmm. Now you've brought this to light. You basically just killed this man, mm -hmm. and you don't get no punishment for that. Right, and you ain't and, thinking and twice. You're gonna wake up and you think you're finna live your best life. You're gonna have cucumbers on your eyes and you're gonna be sitting there in the sun in LA and you're gonna go to sleep at night and you're gonna feel like you done something. You're gonna feel like you said something and the only thing you did was kill somebody. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that be killing me with people, especially people that don't think before they speak or people that have built their platform on just being nasty, so to speak, and messy. Because now look at you. There's right. power in the tongue. We've all always learned that. And now you done killed somebody, but you finna wake up and go to sleep and wake up and go to sleep every every day for the rest of your life. Like you ain't did shit. And that's the part that bothers me sometimes about people too. Um or or people in general, but definitely um them because it's like the conscience is missing. And mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but for me, that's a dangerous motherfucker. If you don't ever have anything that triggers you to sit your ass down and think about what you just said or anything that makes you feel bad, that's a problem for me because then you don't got no compassion. Then you don't mm -hmm. got empathy. And then you use like the power that is of your tongue for the worst. You just kill somebody and got off, and now you just 
live your best life. That's so wrong to me on so many levels. And I wish there was a clause in this law, like they need the proof. Like they have to right. physically see it. Like in the military, no one can just go and say, oh, Captain so-and-so committing adultery. No, you got to have proof beyond a reasonable doubt. And I'm gonna even tell you something, even pictures don't be proof. Could could that law that they made have a clause like that? Because otherwise this man finna lose two sons or his, or his own life. And that just ain't right to me. That is, that ain't right. A clone. And, and, and Perez ain't did shit. Like, you feel like you done did something. Like, oh, how can this, you gonna do that? But what about this? You ain't did shit. That's just my bottom line. Like, people really walk around and think they done said something or they done did big shit. You ain't said or did shit with the exception of doing something wrong, saying something wrong. I wonder if that dude yeah. must be turned them down or whatever. But you talking about the clauses in the country that still gonna stone niggas to death? They don't care nothing about no damn clauses below. Yeah, I know. Right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just overall. And I feel like him, Perez, outing that man's son, ain't did nothing but now I'm finna get this man's son stoned to death. But guess what? The law still gonna remain. That's yeah. why I'm saying he ain't said shit and ain't did shit. Yeah. Prince Z yeah, better stay his ass remain. in America. Yeah, he better stay his ass in America if he is, if he is over here. Because you know what I'm saying. You know he'll probably get that call like, come on over here. We need to holler at you about something. Just don't mm-hmm. go, Princess. Just stay your ass over here because that's the setup right there. Um, yeah, and and I'm in agreement for the fact that if you want to do something, why don't you put money and invest in people fighting against this on the ground level over there and be like, look, here's some money. Here's some activists. They're fighting against this. They're trying to change the law. Like, I, I disagree with the law, so I, I'm going to financially do something. You know, you know, if you really care, but you don't really care. He don't. That people just like to be outraged about right certain things, and and I even hate to say this because people I, we talked about it last or whenever the whole Chick Fil A was about you know me being a gay woman and and, and the fact that I was just like oh yeah I might still I, my, I'm gonna eat Chick Fil A in June if I if I choose to do so right. I don't live near one I don't even eat chicken anymore but they the only place <laughs> got Polynesian sauce so True. yes I am planning to pull up and get me a fry with Polynesian and it's the only place I can find that avocado ranch and if I don't know if y'all had it but it's some damn good ranch so I, you know and I don't I don't tweeted them and they won't sell it they won't sell it so damn it you got to get the salad and get your two packs i just i feel i i think this is almost kind of like one of the reasons why being gay isn't my plight that it's just not my plight that's just it's just not my area because then you have this is perez's plight gay injustices is, is his thing apparently as we've seen but it's always used for wrong and it is an area where it could go wrong so fast and i just i just rather not that ain't my interest being black my interest that's my play and not yeah i ain't gay just tied back to that i ain't gay but i do know that out in the nigga before it's his time that that's some shit that you don't do gay or straight yeah you know that shit you don't do that shit Um, you just don't do that and I also know that a number one from Chick Fil A is undefeated. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like when they, when Chick Fil A had the whole uh, like uh, Black Lives Matter stuff at certain ones or whatever. I was like, did they say nigga yet? No, they didn't say nigga right. yet. Well, let me everybody. Get, right. look, That's my thing. Let me get when that number Chick-fil-A one. Chick Fil A do some black shit. I'm gonna be like, you know, fuck that Polynesian and that avocado line. That avocado <laughs> ranch. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. They fries, I mean, they fries good, but I can make me waffle fries at home. Let me and tell you I, something. I mean, they still bomb. And they salad, I mean, it's just some lettuce and some shit they throw together. I can do that at home. I'm going for the sauce, period. Chick fil A got to say wow. something about my mama. 
Yeah, they, I remember they had they, they did have that time where um it was something in Atlanta where they fed like the police officers or something during oh, the yeah. Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah. And I was like, eh, well, I guess I'll take a week off. Yeah. You know, like it's uh that you know, they got the best customer service too. I think it's the homophobia that feels I don't know how <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they doing to get them employees, man. We out there standing in the rain. Can mm-hmm. I take your water? They must the get I think they get them at church. I, it's yeah, the only way it makes sense. And you know, um, when I lived in Texas, mm-hmm. one of the particular Chick Fil A's I used to go to, there were like two or three gay guys that worked in there, Same. and I, it always made me want to ask, like, "Well, do, do y'all feel some way?" Because while being gay isn't my plight, I do know that mm-hmm. I am gay, and also you can't know me without knowing she got a wife, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or yeah, or in certain conversations, oh, she she is the ex wife that. <laughs> that try to take her down or right. or even just knowing like oh i like the woman body i'm gonna look at that ass i might i'm a crotch watch too but i'm gonna look at ass you can't know me <laughs> without knowing that so right. i couldn't i don't see myself in the space that i'm at now working at a job where i would have to where i would almost feel like i would have to not i can't be me right and, and, I but, think and, work- and maybe they don't care but well, right. I think well that's the thing. Chick-fil-A shit was never a workplace issue. That was yeah. that was a thing that everybody that's one of the reasons that I think people actually still, you know, being serious for a second. I think it's one of the reasons people can have cognitive cognitive dissonance between like what Chick-fil-A's owner, uh Richard Cathy or whatever his name was, what his politics were and what Chick-fil-A as an organization was for a lot of people. I think is they're able to like to be like to separate because people who work there are like no we don't get discriminated against no one's ever brought up me being gay or anything like that it's a different type of uh issue where they were they were giving money to charities and shit out of their budget you know what i mean yeah. like giving money to people over in africa out of their budget so um it, it i think if it would have been workplace it actually would have been probably easier to like start some sort of like boycott on them that got traction if it would have been like yo you know they uh they treat their gay employees bad or they mm-hmm. treat their black employees bad right. but because like people like no i work there they pay me good um it's a good job they treat me well uh they don't care that i'm gay they don't care that i'm black mm-hmm. like and i don't know how he's doing it I, it's got to be the training or the like they i think they got to be getting them from church because like <laughs> Who you know like that? I've worked in fast food. It's never like that. Mm-hmm. Only only Chick-fil-A got them kind of people yeah. that's like, they, they sound do. like they woke up that morning with Chick-fil-A on their mind. Like, I can't wait to get into Chick-fil-A and work. And every other job I had, I was like, just kill me. Just kill me. Yeah. If you shot me over these fries, I would die happy. I have only had one bad experience with Chick-fil-A. It's the Chick-fil-A influence in the mall parking lot where I was through the window at that bitch. But Ooh. also, it was years ago. Beloved. Uh, oh, I don't know. I probably shouldn't have said the B word right now. I don't know. I mean, hey, oh, anyway. it's, that's like that's like that's like a white person telling me not to say nigga. I can I can say it if I want to. I mean, I can't tell you what to say or what not to say. Anyway, right? I was through the window with her, um, and it was very very bad. But also, they called and you know we you know we got it worked out. But that's the only bad experience I've ever had at Chick Fil A. Meanwhile, this was twelve years ago. I was a senior in high school, like. It literally, that's the only thing. And even for a restaurant, even though that I can say that I've had one bad story, for that story to be over a decade ago, 
And that is a place I definitely have patroned. And when I lived in Florence, working that close to them, I was I would eat Chick-fil-A several times a week. Whenever it came out about, you know, them not, you know, supporting or supporting people that were anti-gay or whatever it first came about, maybe like 2014 or 13, something happened. Me and my gay homeboy, we just was like, okay, well, this we're gonna just call it hate filet, but we going there today. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. That's it. We just we still gonna go eat. And that's, like that's, like you uh-huh. said, Rod, I think that's part of the reason why. Yeah, also there's something to be said for uh, uh you say you from Texas, Courtney? I'm from South Carolina. I okay, so you from South? Okay, cool. You from South Carolina? We from North Carolina. So there's also something that people don't understand. We live down here, right? We have all gotten some level of accustomed to the fact that white people, uh, straight people, all the shit, they never gonna fully make it around. Mm-mm. So, so we've made some concessions where we like, nigga, I work for a person that might be a fucking racist. Come on, like, nah. what we do is don't talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. leave me the fuck alone. Don't let it affect my job, and we good. Correct. But there, there's like a the 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 truce kind of down here because of proximity. I think up north it's a lot more like you know less less proximity. You know what I'm yeah, saying to man. each other and. Uh, for us down here is they don't care that you live up the street from them, but they would care if you like got a position of power over them. Right. And so I think it's different for a lot of us because you know, uh, (laughs) I remember when all this shit popped off and I'm like, dog, the nigga that work at my hardware store probably racist. We just don't talk. I'm not going to ask him what are his thoughts on gay people because I know whatever he says is going to be like, well, there's not a hardware store up the street, so I guess I gotta go back yep. in there with this bigot tomorrow, you know. And that's that's just the reality of living down here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. One one thing that uh, it made me think about how you were talking about the owner of uh, Chick Fil A, right? And like he's mm-hmm. like you know on he's like this right wing type of person or whatever. And it kind of made me think about the owner of um, Starbucks. And if I'm not mistaken, he's like real progressive, like a progressive type of person. And, like, you mm-hmm. never had any bad in- instances happen inside of a Chick-fil-A. But inside of a Starbucks, they had a couple instances where, you know what I'm saying, people <laughs> right. got, you know what I'm saying, discriminated against. And their owner is, like, so um, so progressive, so progressive, in fact, that when the shit happened in Philly, they shut down every last Starbucks for, like, a half a day. They for retrained. training. Yeah, for training. Like, so, I, I like, that kind of made me think, like, it really doesn't matter, like, what the owner says, just, like, how they treat you at, like, the local level or whatever because those two and people shitted on that training dog like we like we expect so much now it's so like it's beautiful how much we expect because it means that there's things we take for granted now that my Mm -hmm. my ancestors couldn't have Mm -mm. you know what i'm saying but sometimes i'm like nigga you know shutting down the all the profit all the revenue that money you lost for starbucks for half a fucking day was not in the budget they did not want to do this shit and they had to come in there and talk about and people was like but the training wasn't perfect i'm like right right i I feel y'all but But if if this shit would have happened at hardy's or waffle house guess what would have happened not a goddamn thing not a goddamn thing (laughs) yeah yeah oh Um, man well, uh, I'm a, we, we getting short on time, so I'm going to get to our last two segments real quick, y'all, because uh, I All know right. y'all got to get prepared for the for Game of Thrones is back tonight. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yay. I got to get... I've never watched Game of Thrones. <sighs> Courtney, you... I'm an exception to the rule. I forgot. I should just stop talking about you, it. Okay. You don't watch... <laughs> I don't know why you don't watch anything. 
I know. I just turned up for Sling TV today, though, so... I mean, but I still ain't going to be watching the shit that y'all want to watch because I really only got Sling TV just because being Mary Jane is finna have they finally finna have their like series finale. Mm. And because I like HGTV and Food Network and the ID channel. Come on. I've never watched Being Mary Jane. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've never so, seen that one either. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. And in, in the beginning, I was like, "Yes, I'm here for it. I love it." But then, like one season, I didn't watch it when it was on TV. I went back and watched it later. I kind of got too through with the depiction of who Mary Jane was, like a mm. black woman that had it all, but and could not keep a man, and mm. was just having like a bunch of meaningless ass sex. Mm. And when she was getting the good guy, like ruining it. I was just, mm-hmm. I just kind of got over that for a second. And then, I mean, at some point I was laying in the bed and it was Netflix was like, being Mary Jane season is back. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think I want to, I think I want to start a dating app, but it's not really a dating app. It's just the only name I could think of for it. But it's like an app where um, somebody has never watched a TV show and somebody else has never watched a different TV show and they trade and then like, they both watch the other person's favorite show and then they talk about it at the end. Mm. I could participate in something what? like that. I I can watch TV if like when Brandon puts a lot of pressure on me like you need to watch X, Y, and Z because we're going to talk mm. about it on the show. Because I'm always right feel, though. And I feel so much pressure but even like recently I was just like okay like don't assign me anything else because now it's feeling like so much work like now I don't even want to I don't even want to watch a little bit of stuff that I do like to watch like we got to pause for a second now anything that he has prompted me to watch for the sake of the show it has always been good I haven't ever been like struggling to get through but the time that I'm sitting down watching TV sometimes I just always feel like oh I could be like I could finish reading this book or I can write this or I could be doing that and I don't mm. know so you gotta just, do like I do I watch my TV while I'm doing something else you know what I'm saying so like I play PlayStation so I got a TV with my PlayStation on it and my and a TV with my TV on it so I feel like I'm handling two things with, you know what I'm saying at one time I'm productive with I my could do it while I'm cooking um, cause that story that came out about the girl who mama had like Munchausen syndrome it was on Hulu I can't never think of the name of it Munchausen syndrome what the hell is that when, when you get when like, you say you want your to... child has all these sicknesses and illnesses mm. that they really don't have, oh, right. and she ended up killing the mama, and she in mm. jail right now. It's a true story. Mm. Um, I watch it's on Hulu, and I've been watching that documentary, and I've been watching that as I've been cooking. But also remember, I'm I'm dealing with being or the revel the revelation of okay i'm really an impact so sometimes i can't even watch stuff even if, whether it's true or make believe because it just it gets my nerves all flared up or sometimes i'm running on e because i didn't gave so much and i ain't replenished yet it, the tv still take the same amount out of me i don't know it's weird but i'm working through it yeah i'm out I'm, I'm paying for sling so damn it i better watch it yeah i got the same thing <laughs> i feel you i had that I, normally tv don't fuck with me like that but i don't know if y'all watch the shy but the, I do. Did you see the end of the shot uh, last week? No, I only seen season one so far. I think oh. I'm a binge season two. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just one. I can't that. wait that week, bro. I can't. That seven days be hurting me for the shot. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't like that with no show. That's another thing that got me off TV too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't want to wait. It, the end of the end of uh, episode one of season two is oh my god! It was the worst. I'm gonna tell you something out of all the shit I've ever seen on television. That mm-hmm. is the worst shit I have ever. I was I, I'm 
if they don't explain it in episode two, I, I don't know if I can watch the show no more. I'm a, Damn. Was, that shit was well, see, fucked that's up. That's why I had to have that week, right? I can't spend seven days, man. I got Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, <laughs> I've actually seen like people get shot in person and shit like that. Yeah. And this shit, it was a TV shit and it fucked with me that bad. Anyway, mm. um, we're going to move on to these last two stories we got because I know y'all got to go. And uh, we do too. Um, you know what I'm saying? We like to do here uh, what I call our scam of the week. Um, and I don't like when people get scammed, when the regular person gets scammed. But if you can find a way to scam a big corporation, I take my hat off to you. Um, and that was these two Chinese college students uh, who duped Apple out of almost $1 million. Um, two Chinese students in the U.S. state of Oregon duped Apple out of nearly a $1 million in iPhone replacements. And were now undergoing trials in a federal court against criminal charges. Um, the scam began in 2017 when engineering students Yang Yang Zhao... And Quan Jang uh, started smuggling fake copies of iPhones from China to the U.S. Um, later, they were sending the iPhones for repair or replace, uh, claiming that their fake devices were not switching on. In many cases, Apple replaced the fake goods with real iPhones, which cost the company an estimated $895,000. Uh, the real iPhones that came in replacement would then be shipped to China. Uh, Jang allegedly submitted... 3,069 warranty claims and Apple granted 1,493 replacement iPhones as a result and lost nearly $900,000 from this scheme. Uh, according to federal complaints, both Zhang and Zhao claimed they did not know the phones were fake. Um, while Zhao is being accused of illegally exporting goods, uh, Zhang is facing charges on illegally tra trafficking and copied goods and committing wire fraud. Uh, even though both the accused remain out of custody, Zhang, who was accused, who was accused back in 2018, uh, is being monitored by GPS. Um, it says last year, a Chinese national living in New Jersey on a student visa pled guilty to selling fake iPhones and iPads, pocketing 1.1 million in sales uh, revenue from the scheme. Um, so, you know, shout out to these young men. They're smart and entrepreneurial, and then they have that entrepreneurial spirit. And they came up with a scam to get over on Apple, um, even though it didn't work, but. Um, Shout out to them for the good old college try. They bold in the age of the technology and stuff that we have now, and particularly with that much money, that's going to flag. Like, you know, somebody's going to verify. Somebody be like, why we got all these fake-ass phones? Yeah. Like, like eventually, something going to happen. I wonder if they would have stopped at like $500,000. They'd have probably been straight. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure they have like a like a cap, or they'd probably be like, "Well, we're only going to accept returns up to a certain dollar amount," and then it probably started flagging after that point. Cause they're like, "Who's buying these mini phones?" Yeah, that's that's great. Three thousand. Like who? When did they have time for college? Three thousand. <laughs> that's warranty a full time claims. job. Yeah. Hell yeah. So shout out to them. That's my uh, scammer of the week. Um, and we'll get into our last segment. Before we do that, though, I want to shout out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Now, nah, y'all, we got merch. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got the DJ Blaze Radio Show t-shirts. So you can get you go to uh defylifegear.com and look for uh podcast gear and you'll see the shirt up there, you know what I'm saying? I got my shirt, you know what I'm saying? It's real soft. It's that next level. I mean, I ain't saying it's next level. That's what it's called, next level. Uh. Um but it's next level, you know what I'm saying? Real soft cotton whatever, you know what I'm saying? So y'all go online, go uh defylifegear.com and order your shirt, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? Support your boy and your girl. Um, and, and you know what I'm saying? Few, few people already did. They posted their pictures. Shout out to Doc, uh, Bianca, and Amy, 22 cents. Y'all heard her on the show before. Um, you know what I'm saying? They posted pictures of theirs. And shout out to Jay from uh, Defy Life, you know what I'm saying? Who really got that, that ball going. 
Um, now we're getting to our last segment, um, our unpopular opinions. And since we got our guests here, you know what I'm saying, we'll see if they have any unpopular opinions that they want to <coughs> let the world know um, before we get out of here. So, Rodney, can well, Yeah, go yeah, ahead, Yeah, I, I go first. Well, my, because I was... Me and Roger was talking about this, and I was like, unpopular opinion. I really kind of racked my brain. And I think uh, my unpopular opinion is more of kind of like a social media thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my unpopular opinion is that it's okay to like shit online. That's my unpopular opinion. Uh, and the reason why I said that is because the way online is treated, people act like if you like or love anything, <laughs> they got to come and tell you how it ain't shit. Oh, yeah. And you like, I did not ask your opinion on this. I just love Marvel movies. I love all of them. It's okay. I love pineapple on pizza. I love <laughs> anime. Like I love TV shows. And I and I think for me, once I made that switch where I, you know, kind of a more, I guess, put more positive things online, I realized uh, it's kind of most reciprocated. It's like where people respond to you more positively, particularly on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So that's really, I know it's a weird unpopular opinion, but that's my unpopular opinion because a lot of people get online and everything is hate, 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 mm-hmm. hate, 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 hate yeah. all day. And I'm like, something wrong with y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rod, you got an unpopular opinion? Yeah, I think my unpopular opinion is the NBA postseason is the best postseason of all sports. Um because you always get the best team um, winning the championship. Like it's not like single elimination, like the NFL mm. or uh, the tournament for the NCAA, where a team might just win, just get flute. hot at the right time, or you know somebody just kind of messes up or whatever. And now it's like, damn, uh, Virginia is the best team in the country, and we're like, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. same thing with football, right? Like. You know, somebody has a, a bad game. Like the Patriots went nineteen and oh one year and lost that that final game in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. And I didn't feel like the team that beat them was the best team in the NFL. I think they were the best team that night. The the NBA, you gotta beat a motherfucker four times. Yeah. I remember to it used win. To be, back in the day, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna show my age, but back in the day it used to be that first round was three. You know what yep. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you could you yep. might yeah. escape by with the three yeah. round, but now and, that, you know and the only and the NBA is the only sport that would switch that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Because yeah. that's the only way you're gonna really gonna get a lot of upsets is to be like, well, look, let's just make it well, you can beat them three times mm-hmm. and maybe you'll have a chance. Yep. And now they're like, no, nah, nope, nope, beat them four like any other series. And when you get that upset, it's always impressive because you like, I can't believe. Like y'all earned that one. Right. You like you are clearly the better team and you should have been ranked above them. That like I love the NBA postseason because of that, mm-hmm. not to mention just as a sport, better stars, better um, you know, black people not we ain't gotta worry about them getting called, you know, uh niggers or whatever for taking a knee. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, like like yeah. they're more empowered, you know, the stars at the top of the thing don't feel like they gotta be scared to speak for themselves. We got woke coaches and shit. Like I just love the NBA so much. So that's you my t- popular opinion. The NBA is the only place where you'll get uh Gucci Mane perf- uh proposing to his old lady. You won't get that in the NFL. You only right. get that in the NBA. So yeah I feel right. you on that. I was kind of when you first said it, I was like, but the NFL, you don't even, like you said, you don't even get the best teams in the NFL um, right. playing in their playoffs. So, yeah. Also, low key, like the NFL be letting in sorry teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. You, you won your division. It's like, but you sorry. So yep. you shouldn't even really be here. 
Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know. Realize that maybe it probably was about ten years ago, and I was like, really, a team could win that division with a losing record and still make it to the playoffs, which is stupid as hell to me. Mm-hmm. Right, and and think about this: the sport is so like the sport itself is so luck based. You can be that team and win the Super Bowl. Some people yep. think that that makes something better. I think it makes it demonstrably worse. Yeah. That the sorriest team in your thing won because of straight up luck. That's yep. ridiculous. The the Giants winning, uh, when they were like eight and eight coming to the to postseason, it's like that's whack, bro. Was that the year that they beat the Patriots with the catch and all of that shit? Yeah, that with the catch. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. like Eli Manning throwing, like Eli Manning throwing hail mary, terrible, like off off uh, off passes, and people was like, "What an amazing catch!" I'm yeah. like, because the pass is bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I feel you 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 turn me around on that unpopular opinion right there. Yeah, I'm with you. Thanks, on that. man. Yeah, you you get you, you make a good argument, sir. Um, <laughs> my unpopular opinion it actually came from listening to your show. Uh, one day you were talking about going to the grocery store and you mentioned going to Harris Teeter. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know, what I'm saying it's a Harris Teeter not too far from me. You know, what I'm saying food line is a little closer, but I went to Harris Teeter because I figured they'd have better cheese. Um, and so I went to Harris Teeter and I was like, yo, like I can't get some of the stuff that I can get at Food Line. Like they don't have the same for Breeze's, um, plugins and like this shit is like OD extra expensive. Like, so my unpopular opinion is that Harris Teeter is overrated. Uh, that's my unpopular opinion. It's, it's too much extra shit and not enough of the shit I really want. And it's too expensive for my it, taste. It put like this. I feel you, but me as being a white woman of color i am <laughs> i like harris tita because there's some perks all the restaurants are open all the time it's Too particularly sure. during the busiest hours so if i walk my ass in there on thanksgiving day all 22 lines are going to be lit and they're going to be like ma'am can i help you can i help you can i help you like like so for me like i'm paying extra for like those little conveniences and mm-hmm. for me even what i realized about harris tita is that harris tita like their fresh food and like seafood has the biggest selection. It's the freshest, but this is just me talking. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm paying for the perks of not having to deal with the inconveniences of when I go to a Walmart or some of these other places. So yes, it is more expensive. I agree with you on that. But the the, the plus is that I I, I don't have to uh, uh, deal with the reference. Mm. I feel you though. Know, it is a little overrated. I think after I went into a Publix, yeah, that's, that's what when I was, I was thinking, able to yeah. be like, okay, Terrace Teeter, they don't even have like the fried chicken out. So I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, Publix, <laughs> Publix is like a happy medium between like the low ball and the high ball. Cause like, agreed. Because it's you know, so on the low end, I don't want to say low end, but on the regular end, you got like. Uh, food lion and and bilo mm. and shit like that. Right. But then on the high end, you got like Whole Foods where you gotta be mm. balling up in there. But then Publix is right there. Yeah, Trader Joe's. You can get some good shit in Trader Joe's too, even though mm-hmm. we ain't around here. But uh, Publix is like right in the middle. They got the hot bar, them subs, the fried chicken and shit. Man, we need a Publix around here, man. Mm-hmm. We had a Publix where I'm at, y'all. Anyway, um, but that's my uh unpopular opinion, uh, Courtney. My popular opinion was gonna come off, was gonna be about Publix. I was gonna say I miss Publix. Damn. Um, I feel like public. I know. I feel like Publix is like I don't want to say 
is on the hierarchy of grocery stores, but I've been in all of those grocery stores. Uh, if I was ever choosing between like Food Line and Bilo, I always chose Bilo. Mm-hmm. I ain't never really fucked with Harris Teeter like that. I only went in there if they crab legs was on sale and nobody else had their crab legs on sale. Um, Kroger was cool, whatever. I really didn't like them. And I shop, I love Trader Joe's. We shop in Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, but I prefer Trader Joe's. But for me, nobody still is better than Publix. And that's yeah. just what I was going to say. I wish there was a Publix here. Here in New York, there's Price Chopper and there's Hannaford. And Hannaford will kind of be like Harris Teeter. They are expensive for no reason at all. And then Price Chopper, I would say, would be almost the equivalent of like, a bilo or food lion. Um, what is what is the equivalent to the pig up there? Y'all got something to equivalent to the pig up there? Uh, just a bodega. Oh, <laughs> oh you, you put you put piggy you put piggy wiggy on bodega status. Damn. <laughs> you know, not, you know that damn piggy wiggy. Oh, and Courtney, you make me laugh because you know one thing I can say about uh, Publix is that when I remember when Publix first came here, people were talking about they fried chicken and how good it was. I got to agree. Out of, out of like the the grocery store game is some of the best fried chicken. Mm-hmm. I gotta agree with that. And also when you thinking about Hannaford, Hannaford is so expensive. I remember it had to. I was in college, and what happened is that Hannaford started slowly moving down south, but they still had them fucking up north prices. Yeah. And then not only that, they won't do the thing where you stick your quarter in the um uh, in the little slot to get your buggy. Yeah. And niggas is like, I ain't got no quarter. This is stupid. And all of them end up going out of business. I remember when they went out of business, me and Roger went up, went up to the grocery store and we racked up because they had to get rid of everything. Dang. Mm-hmm. Because so, they closed down. It was like, dog, when, you know your market. Y- y'all like outpricing everybody. And people yeah. was like, I'm not paying this is for these expensive ass shit. Yeah, right here. I would I would say Price Chopper. I, I don't want to discredit Price Chopper like that. I would say Price Chopper is probably a, a notch under Publix. So it's okay. close. And I only moved them up when I started thinking about their food. First of all, their seafood section um, is huge and it is amazing. And you can go in there and get your lobster right out of the water, like if, as Ooh. if you had the red lobster. Um, and they have big ones in there, like whatever size or whatever you're looking for. Um, and their deli is huge. Um, even though I don't eat meat, I still like to get my cheese from over there. And um, their pizza, like they got a soup. They have sushi counter in there. They have pizza. They have the regular food counter in there. A lot of people be buying their chicken. They have like sub sandwiches and soups. Um, almost kind of reminds me of Panera but in the grocery store. And so I don't want to put them down to say food line or buy low. They are notch under Publix, but I still miss Publix. You talking about a place that ain't going to never, ever be around here. Uh, yeah, I know. So I'm going to talk about a place that ain't going to never, ever be around there, and that's my uncle's fish market. Um, <laughs> now nah, let me stop. I'm joking. Anyway, uh, well, thank y'all for y'all unpopular opinions. Uh, and uh, listeners, if y'all want to send us y'all unpopular opinions, hit us up, djbladeshow at gmail.com. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Let me know if uh, Harris T is rated where it needs to be. Uh, let us know if Publix is uh, so great. Um, Publix is unmatched. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Rod, Karen, Karen, Rod, I want to thank y'all for joining us today, spending some time with us um, out here in these podcast streets. Oh, thank, thank you for having you. us. Anytime, anytime. Uh, Karen, Rod, let us know uh, where, let the listeners know where they can get Get all of your stuff, your podcast, and everything, man. 
You can find everything about us over at the Blackout Who Tips dot com. For those of you that are hearing our voices for the first time, we do a comedy podcast five days a week and the motto of the show is there's nothing wrong if it's funny everything about us is online at at tbgwt or at the black guy who tips um uh, we also do premium shows so if you come and you like us uh you can go premium you can find uh roger on twitter at rodimus prime and you can find me on twitter at, at say that again that as in d-a-t yeah and i'll put that in the uh show notes also courtney let them know your social if they ain't got it you can find me on Instagram at lovecurls underscore, and you can find me on Twitter at lovecurls three underscores. Yeah, yeah. You can find me on Instagram, uh, BP McCoot, B-P-M-A-C-O-U-T-E. And uh, yeah, man, we want to thank y'all for listening. Uh, Courtney, you got anything else before we go? I do not. I just want to say thank y'all for coming. It was a blast. We got into some really good conversation. Yes, Lord. I knew Same, it was going to be long. baby. Thank you. Anytime. Yes, yes. Uh. Well, yeah, thank y'all for listening. It's your boy, Be Easy. And I'm Courtney. And who else we got on the show? Rod and Karen from the Blackout Test Podcast. And we out. Peace.